So, Berto, do you know who Harvey Weinstein is? Oh, yeah. So I thought we would talk about him today and sexual harassment and sexual assaults. That is the hot topic of the month or year. This is the Psychology in Seattle podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Kirk Honda. I'm a therapist and a professor. Who are you, Umberto? My name is Umberto Castaneda, and I guide people to Mount Rainier. So Harvey Weinstein, this episode is going to be a little epic. I have quite a bit of notes here on a a lot of things. We're not going to just talk about Weinstein. We're going to talk about other people. And I'm going to include a couple patron emails that are very relevant to this. I'm going to have one at the end that is quite a shocker. So, So for decades, in case you're under a rock or this is 20 years from now, Harvey Weinstein has been harassing and raping women without any significant consequence over the past, you know, 20 plus years, 30 years or something. It's incredible. And recently, we're now in November 2017, many women have come forward in the last couple months and reported that he sexually harassed them, sexually assaulted them, or even raped them. Right. So... Let's let's just give a little background on Weinstein because I, I was peripherally aware of who he was, but I'm guessing a lot of listeners don't know about him and his career. So what right. do you know about Weinstein, Bruno? Yeah, I, I had heard the name Weinstein for years, uh, mostly in connection with movies I actually really liked. Um, and I always thought of the Weinstein brothers as sort of rebels, like they were sort of bucking the usual studio system and trying some risky bets on risky projects. And so I always thought like, oh, those guys are cool, man. And then uh, when I watched Entourage, they had sort of a Harvey Weinstein-like. They had this Harvey, um, but it wasn't Weinstein. It was a different last name. And uh, and in, in the show, he was very mercurial and very like, he would yell and get very upset too. But, you know, he wasn't sexually harassing anyone in the show. Um and so I, I, that's what I knew. You know, I'm like, oh, these these guys, these brothers have been in the industry forever. I like almost every, well, not a, tons of movies that they put out. And I, I had this impression that they were cool because they took chances with projects that might not have gotten greenlit otherwise. Right. Harvey Weinstein and his brother, Bob Weinstein, co-founded Miramax in 1979. And as you're pointing out, many... Be- will say that Weinstein, Harvey Weinstein had a talent for spotting good good scripts with good and good directors and good actors right. and actresses, even though they weren't famous yet, right? Right. And he did take a lot of chances with a lot of movies and was extremely successful even though he took a lot of chances. Yeah. His movies have earned how many Oscar nominations? Oh, yikes. I... Uh, 20. <laughs> 300. Three? I mean, I was going to say 100, so I obviously lowballed it, but 300? 300. 300 Oscar nominations. That is incredible. And some of those are him because the producer is the one, if it's best movie. Yeah, right. You know. Can you think of any, and that's just Oscar, that's not, that's not Golden Globe. Yeah, all the other awards. Yeah. Can you think of any other famous producers other than the Weinsteins, just off the top of your head? Producers? Uh, yeah. What's Kathleen Kennedy? Yeah. And, uh, I mean, Spielberg is a producer on a ton of stuff. Yeah. And, uh, uh, producers. Well, nowadays, like Mark Wahlberg is a famous producer. George Clooney is a famous producer. Yeah, but, but not to that extent. Not, yeah, not they've, they've produced a handful of movies. Sure. Yeah. But famous just for being right. a producer. 
right. Kennedy, Spielberg. Yes, but he's also a director. But he's so. well. You would know yeah. him anyway. Yeah, yeah. Right. So the, my point is, is like there's not a lot of famous household names, right? Producers. Harvey Weinstein is one of them. Yeah. At the Oscars, wh- who is thanked the most? So they they did an analysis oh. since 1966. I'd like to thank, and of course, Harvey Weinstein. Thank you. Right. So who who's been the most thanked person or entity in him? In, well, no. Okay. <laughs> uh, who has been in uh, the Oscars? Who would be? I mean, it'd be, oh, man. The, Some, someone similar to Weinstein. Someone similar, like an agent, maybe. No. No? You wouldn't think an agent that. that but it's much. a name I know? Like, Yeah. Oh, jeez. In fact, we, we've already said his name. Oh, okay. So Spielberg. Right? Yeah. Okay. So Spielberg is number one, and Weinstein's number two. Really? Guess who number three is? Um... Would be number three. Uh, this one I would classify as an entity. As an entity. Oh, so uh, one of the studios. No, God. Oh, okay. God, these are trick questions. Okay. So, Spielberg, so, Weinstein, God. So they're think above God. <laughs> right, right. You got James Cameron, Peter Jackson, and George Lucas. Wow. He, can you think of some of the movies that Weinstein has produced or executive produced? Goodwill Hunting. Yeah. What else? Um, the. I think wasn't Fight Club. I don't think so. Okay, well there there was uh, one with um, oh seven. Hard. Yep, seven. Yeah, uh, it's hard to remember. It's hard to remember the producer. You know, you you, yeah, you right. think director, right? But, but I'm thinking like Miramax, right? Like yeah. But I I don't I know that I, a ton of them. When I was looking at the list, I'm like, oh yeah, love that one. Yep, love that one. Right, it, and it, and it's it. It's a it's sort of a section of film that doesn't get enough credit because yeah. producers sometimes have a tremendous amount of um, a, a, a lot of the success depends on the producer because they assemble the team they assemble the pieces they make it work they clear roadblocks right yeah. and they might even be involved in script uh, choices yeah. and uh, editing choices and marketing choices and in casting choices, you know, so, yeah. so producers are not off, you know, it's hard to know exactly on each right. movie who's, has a Bridget Jones Diary? I don't think so. Uh, so Reservoir Dogs, True Romance, Pulp Fiction, The English Patient, Scream, Jackie Brown, Goodwill Hunting, Shakespeare in Love, Cider House Rules, Shock a Lot, the, the Lord of the Rings movies. Gangs of New York, Chicago, Kill Bill, The Aviator, Sin City, and Glorious Bastards, The King's Speech, The Artist, Silver, Silver Linings Playbook, Django Unchained, Sing Street, which was recent, and Lion. I haven't and, heard of any of those. Yeah. And that's just probably like 20% of yeah. the movies that, that they've, that those are just the highlights. What an I, insane amount of money they've so, generated. So, <laughs> so Weinstein, Harvey Weinstein, was either the producer or executive producer on those movies and many others. Okay. So that's the background. Several women have accused Weinstein of of rape. And so I just want to start with with that. And trigger right. alert to people, I'm not going to be talking super in detail, but there's going to be a couple stories that I'm going to tell that are in the media that some of these women have come forward and right. and so and I'm going to it's not going to get super graphic, but it, it there's going to be some talk about it, so you should know. By the way, I uh, all these stories that have been coming out have broadened my understanding of the word rape. 
Yeah. Because I sort of, I used to think that rape was like intercourse. Yeah. Like, you know, you, you have to have forceful intercourse. And I thought other things were like uh, harassment or bothersome. Uh, or, well, no, I mean, certainly illegal and everything. But I just, I was, I, I was just not aware of, of what rape actually meant. I thought it was literally, well, a, a, a thing went into a hole. Well, not even a thing, a penis. It, no, because it could be like a broomstick could be a, a rape. You could uh, rape someone with a broomstick. Uh, but I had, to, but I, I just assumed that it had to be like a, 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 a an actual. Well, are you talking about the legal definition? Yeah, I was thinking that that's what a, what what a rape was. I, I don't. I actually don't know the, okay. the legal definition. <clears throat> so, but but in in my circle. The word rape has many different definitions. I see. It's you might consider it a uh, the the upper end of the spectrum of severity regarding sexual assaults. Yeah. But you know, there's no real working definition. You know. Right. Um, that's why a lot of people don't use the word rape. They'll use the word sexual, sexual assault. Assault. Yeah, because that's yeah. more kind of intuitive in terms of what it means. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna name the names. P- part of the reason why how I set up this episode as we move forward is based on the sheer volume mm-hmm. of not only Harvey Weinstein's victims but also the sheer volume involved in our society, yeah. uh, particularly among these high profile cases, which right. are just the tip of the tip of the iceberg. I mean, think about all the other people. Someone who works at Microsoft who's who's like sexually harassing all these people like he's not going to get right outed and at the same time something that i've thought about in these days is that there must be a lot more good guys than bad guys yeah and now i'm not saying uh, i i am aware that in most professional realms even quote-unquote good guys do sort of uh sexist behavior you know uh maybe Without knowing that they're being sexist or whatever, I'm we're actually all, we're all unknowingly sexist. Right. But I'm actually talking about like Weinstein seems like an aberration even among his peers, and even among guys that traditionally you think of as like maybe womanizers or something. Yeah. Like even they're like, what the f-? you know? It's crazy. well, I don't know how they're reacting, but I but, just mean yeah. their public reactions. Yeah, I mean the the typical stories that we hear are things like the Donald Trump stories where yeah. he walks into the the pageant right. changing room, he grabs someone blah blah blah, he pushes a woman up against the wall and tries to kiss her and she uh, yeah. wiggles away. Weinstein is a, a serial rapist. Yeah. He he's he is one of he's he's just shy of murdering people do you know what i mean he he's on the level of of bill cosby you know what i mean like these two guys are is he yeah so weinstein yeah yeah so let me tell you so natasha uh malta 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 in 2008 weinstein barged into her into her hotel room and raped her wow so the the people who aren't famous are the are the bigger cases? Yeah, because you're hearing like other cases, like where he really is trying to be very forceful, and sure, the, the sure. woman gets away. Well, in this instance, Weinstein just barged into her hotel room and proceeded to overpower her and rape her in the classic sense of rape. That's crazy. Uh, Lizette Anthony in the 1980s raped her in her home. 
Dominique Hewitt. Weinstein invited her to his hotel room to talk about her career, which is a common MO that you'll, you'll emerge. So anyway, uh, Weinstein invited her into his hotel room to talk about her career. He pressured her into giving him a massage. Weinstein removed force, uh, forcibly uh, took off her clothes and performed oral sex on her. Then he masturbated in front of her. Asia Argento in 1997, Paz de la Huerta in 2010, Hope Exine de Moore in the 1970s, Mimi Haleyi in, I'm sure I'm not pronouncing right. these right, 2006, Lucia Evans. Uh, th- this story I want to, because she, she's come forward and really told a full story, and so this is one of those detailed stories. And the reason why I... That, I, I debated whether or not I wanted to read these kind of details because there's a part of it that's this sort of voyeuristic and almost like penthouse forumy sure, yeah. in some ways. And but I I wrote it in such I summarized it in such a way that I think people need to know what this means because when you when you right. hear about oh he raped someone it's like well, well what does that mean exactly just, just to the point uh, I I obviously hadn't heard enough of the details because in my mind. He had done, which of course is already horrible, but he had done things like, like, look at my penis, touch it. And whereas I was thinking, well, Bill Cosby like drugged and fully raped, but everything you're describing right now is like, oh no, he broke in, bro- raped, etc. Like he's, he's just as bad. Right. And, uh, my, my point earlier was that what's interesting is, uh, maybe it'll come out, but I haven't heard anything about his brother. Right. Like there haven't been any accusations about his brother. Right. There's not any accusation about George Lucas or Steven Spielberg or no. all these. So it's not just that, oh, you get powerful, all of a sudden you start raping people. No. <laughs> no. These people, there's something aberrant about them. Well, yes. There's, I mean, we can speculate about that later maybe, or maybe we should do that now. Uh, we should also point out that women sexually assault and rape and abuse and use their power. Uh, it's just much more of a man behavior on average, but women certainly do it too, not only to men, but also to women. So that should be acknowledged. Although every story I'm going to tell you that is in the news is, is about men uh, who are the abusers. Yeah, uh, there was the Mariah Carey stuff that just came out, but right. But, but that's, but, but like I was just listening to a interview with, I forget the guy's name, but he, did you ever watch the walking dead show? Yep. Uh, remember, he was in season one. He was the guy that that is sleeping with uh, yeah the the wife, the main wife. Um, and he always he, plays a sleaze bag and everything, right? And then he was in that movie Cry Baby or Baby Driver. I mean, yeah, Baby Driver. He's a sleaze bag in that. Okay, so he was talking about how when he was on set with Kevin Spacey, he idolized Kevin Spacey growing up because he had seen him in this play, and he was just like he idolized him. But then on set, he immediately got. A really bad vibe felt that he was a bully and that he was sort of abusive to a lot of the male people in the, in the cast and he told that to his friends and and kind of family and stuff before any of this stuff came out but he didn't know any of that stuff he just like that's how he felt but at the same time he said that all these other heroes of his that he's had a, the pleasure to meet and work with didn't disappoint in fact they became more beautiful in his eyes like yeah. people like george clooney brad pitt um uh, Bob De Niro, all these other people. So all, the, all of them super powerful, yeah. very successful, also growing up in the same time frames, and they don't become monsters. Yeah. If you empirically somehow added up all of the Harvey Weinstein level power peep and Kevin Spacey 
level people. Yeah. And then you took the amount of people who were like Harvey Weinstein or at the very least Kevin Spacey, then I'm guessing, yeah, you're going to have basically the same ratio you see in your personal life yeah, right. of assholes. You know it's just I mean? that those, th- those guys have more access to, you know, th- because of their powerful positions, right. they have more opportunities and access to abuse their... Well, and, uh, yeah, and they have the, when they're caught, it's more visible, so, you know, because these kinds of sexual harassment things are, and, and uh, consequences are happening all the time. And and so, uh, anyway, yeah. so uh, the the anyway, so Lucia Evans, twenty uh, two thousand four. Lucia Evans wanted to be an actress. Weinstein began calling her. He he found out about her, got her headshot or something, and Weinstein began calling her late at night and asking to meet with her. She could tell that you know he wanted to hook up with her, and she wasn't into that, so she declined to meet with him. Later. An assistant of Weinstein's called her to set up a daytime meeting at the Miramax office in Manhattan, Tribeca. Lucia Evans was assured that a woman would be present, so she went. When Lucia Evans arrived for the meeting, the building was full of people, so she felt like, oh, okay, this is good. But she was led by an assistant to an office with Weinstein, and he was alone. Wow. So suddenly she's she's you know she's like oh I'm in an office alone right. with Weinstein this is kind of weird but I'm in an office I'm in, I'm at Miramax the right. office so you know thing, I'm not in his hotel room things should be fine and they proceed to start talking and he starts to flatter her while at the same time putting her down saying she needs to lose some weight oh or what something. do they call that negging yeah uh, it'd be funny if if Harvey Weinstein somehow like was into that that whole uh, pickup artist thing. And he began to make implication or uh, he started, started implying that he's going to make her a, into a movie star. Then he pulls out his penis. Wait, and, wait, 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 what? Yeah. How do we go from point A to point B? That's how these stories go. Are they, he's very, he's very quick and quick on the draw. My, my assumption is okay. By 2004, he's been at this for 30 years, 20 years since the seventies. Yeah. So what is that? 30 years. Yeah. So he's been raping and sexually assaulting. I mean, something like 77 women have come forward, but you got to figure. Those are the ones that came forward. Yeah. You got to figure there's probably like, probably like 10 times that, that he actually did something to. And there could be a whole bunch of them that ended up doing stuff they were not comfortable with, but it did help their career. And they sort of feel like they don't want to talk about it. They feel guilty about it. All these other things. Right. Or they're just like, I mean, think about if it was you Yeah. and you're one of his victims do you really want the media attention in no. your life? Do you know, no. do you want to be, a, is that your, do you want that to be on your epitaph? No. You know, you're I, one of the Weinstein victims. The only exception would be if, if he had, if no one had come out like pre the, the waterfall and, and I was feeling like, that's it. Someone has to say something. I guess it'll be me. Yeah. I mean, at this point you're like, well, there's enough corroborating right. evidence that I don't need to, add. I don't want to be, yeah. yeah. Because it's, you know, it's a pain in the ass. So, yeah, it's got to be like 10, uh, 10 times this is just a guess. But anyway, so by this time, he's been, it's been 30 years and he's sexually assaulted and abused. Let's just estimate 500 people by yeah. this point. Like, so. Well, because it'll range from like, hey, honey tits, 
all the way to like, I'm raping you. Right. <laughs> and, you know, as a sort of strange analogy, when I was in high school, I don't think I've ever talked about this. Uh, I'll, I'll tone it down a little bit, but we used to go on these these nighttime missions with my friends and we would TP friends, right. other friends' houses. Right. And the first time we TP'd a house, it, we, my heart was pounding. TP is triple penetration, right? <laughs> God. Uh, toilet papering a house and and it rains a lot in Seattle, so that's the worst. When you TP oh, a house geez. and it rains, you know, disgusting. And so we would the first time, the first couple times we did it, and I and I remember noticing by like the fifth time we did it, my heart wasn't racing at all. It was just like it was just it was just <laughs> like okay. another thing to do. Yeah, I wasn't it, because I we were never caught. I see, and I realized that. No one looks outside of their house. No, right. all the, everyone's windows the the shades are drawn. Yeah, and no one's everyone's just watching TV in in the den. Yeah, and so you can walk around the entire house with with impunity because no one is looking. Right, no one's, no one's taking. As long certainly, as no one had uh, video cameras installed back then. <laughs> right, right, or even or even those uh, motion detectors. Motion sensors. Yeah. Right. Um, anyway, so so by this point, Weinstein is you know so he just pulls out his penis. He's just like see. let's 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 this is what I came here to do, right. and so let let's make it happen. And he grabs her head. He's he's a large man. Yeah. He's, he's got to be, what, like 300 pounds? <laughs> I don't know, at least 250. He, he's yeah. large. He's a large dude, you know? He's like, anyway, uh, pulls out his penis, g- grabs her head, and, and starts shoving it towards his penis. And she's like saying, no, 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 no. I, I don't want to, you know, let go of me. And again, he's much larger than her. And she tries to get away, but he overpowers her. And she made him perform oral sex on him. Oh, he made her perform. Yeah, yeah. What was I doing? You said she made him. Oh, <laughs> he he made him perform oral sex on him. And you're getting your pronouns mixed. God damn it! <laughs> Gender's just a construct, man. I, I know it's a it's a fluid thing. Um and and you know so this is horrible. I mean just just imagine that. Yeah. You know for, I, this the reason why I'm telling this story is not to make jokes about gender fluidity, but you know, imagine you're you're you want to be a movie actress, right? You come to Miramax, you're all excited. You, you know, you got your best outfit on. You you're assured that women are going to be there, and then all of a sudden, boom! You're in an office with uh-huh. Weinstein himself, just by himself, and you're just like, um, okay. But you have this mix of like, <gasps> I got an audience with the guy. Like this could make my career right now. Yeah, but things aren't going quite it's well. Not quite right. I f- I feel sort of weird. Okay, he pulls out his penis and gra- and grabs my head. Okay, so if you've ever been in a situation like this, you know what it's like. You know that it's not easy. She said no, 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 and and tried to get away. If you've never been through a situation like this, and you're one of those people that says like, "Well, I would, I would fight," you know, I would, I would kick and scream. I sure. would, I wouldn't open my mouth. I would. I would bite his dick off or, you know, people say shit like that. Yeah. Well, if you, if, if I prepared you for an event and I said, so in one month's time, right. Weinstein is going to try to do this and this and this to you. Mm-hmm. So let's make a plan. Most people don't do that. Most people no. don't have like a crisis plan in their head. And so, and so, um, and even if they did, when you go into a situation like that, someone whips out their dick and they grab you, 
there's a there's a lot of possible roads that moving yeah. forward. One is is they'll make you do oral sex and then they'll give you a part in a movie. Right. Uh, another road is they make you do oral sex and they slit your throat and dump you in a dumpster right, somewhere. Right. Or they pr- proceed to uh, maim you somehow, like like cut up your face, or yep. like you just don't know because if someone's capable of doing that, uh, oh yeah, it, you've transgressed all expectations. Yeah, you've like, proven yourself to be a psychopath. <laughs> I just I can't even I cannot imagine the, the 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 fact that you went the story is going and all of a sudden he pulls out his penis. <laughs> it was just there that that idea that like he could do that. He's like, well, of course, this is the next action. Yeah. Because he, this is his, this is, I suspect that he, well, he's what we call a sexual sadist. He, he gets off by, by rape. He gets off by sexually assaulting women. My guess is, is that it's actually hard for him to enjoy sex with someone who wants to have sex with him. Wow. And there are people like that in the same way that you have sadists who take pleasure in poking out the eyes of a cat because the cat is suffering, you have sexual sadists who take p- sexual pleasure in sex acts that actually harm other human beings. Right. And in the same way that um, a heterosexual likes to have sex with someone, you know, a hot person of the opposite sex, sexual sadists like to have sex with someone who's struggling and uncomfortable and, right. and crying and, and unwilling. Incredible. And... So not only is he sexual sadist, but he's also a psychopath, right? In that he has no empathy, and doesn't mind lying, and doesn't care. You yeah. know, doesn't he doesn't have any shame about us? He's not busted up. He's about fearless, him. right? Doesn't ha- doesn't have fear yeah. is another issue. So, so anyway, he overpowers her. It makes you know, and then she says, "This is a quote from her. I just sort of gave up. That's the that's the most horrible part of it." And that's why he's been able to do this for so long to so many women. People give up, and they, and then they feel like it's their fault, unquote. Yep. Later, she was offered an, an audition for a few parts in some movies, but um, not huge movies, I don't think. She said it felt like Weinstein had a routine, actually, afterwards. She was like, I feel like I was, I was, this wasn't the first time. Like that was his M.O. Yeah. And she also got the impression that his people were aware of this whole, th- of this what? whole thing. You know, there's no way to know. She developed an eating disorder. She, be- she had PTSD. She became suicidal. And to this day, she says she has nightmares about him. Oh. And this is, you know, 10 years later. That's crazy. Okay. But, but there's definitely all those reports of, like, all the industry jokes about Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, you know? we'll, we'll get into that. So uh, to wrap up the rape section here, we got Rose McGowan having been raped by Weinstein and Annabella Sciorra, I think. Yeah, McGowan's must have been severe because she got they settled for a lot and she is still so angry about it. Right. Uh, Annabella was in Jungle Fever, Copland, and The Sopranos, and and there's others. There's there's other people who have come forward saying that he raped. So let's take a break, and when we get back, let's go on to the the women who have accused him of sexually assaulting and harassing. What do you say? Yep. 
All right, we're back from the break. If you haven't become a patron, please do so. Go to patreon.com. When you become a patron, you get access to all of our premium episodes. Also know that we're having a live event on January 27, 2018 at Antioch University at 3 o'clock. That's pre-recorded, right? What? It's a pre-recorded live event? Yeah. <laughs> and then we're, we're going to go afterwards. I haven't told you about this. But huh. We're going to go afterwards to this new bar nearby that has like pinball and video games. And oh, stuff. sick. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard you say that word. <laughs> Rad. Uh, wicked, Tubular. Wicked. Uh, okay. Uh, Weinstein uh, sexually harassed and assaulted a lot of women, uh, including Rosanna Arquette from Desperately, Desperately Seeking Susan. Kate Beckinsale from the Underworld Underworld movies, Daryl Hannah from Blade Runner, Splash, and Roxanne, Ashley Judd from the Divergent series, and other things. Incredible. Leah Seydu, I don't know how to pronounce her name. Leah Seydoux from Inglorious Bastards and Midnight in Paris. Sean Young from Blade Runner, Dune, and Stripes. Connie Nielsen from Gladiator. She said that during a fancy dinner, you know, a fancy industry dinner he was sitting with her at the dinner table and Weinstein put his hand on her thigh, even though her boyfriend was with her and she didn't know what to do. And so she grabbed his hand and forcefully put it back in his lap and then had to hold his hand really in his lap for a long time. And he didn't get the hint. Imagine that one. You're sitting there at a table with your boyfriend. With your boyfriend and Weinstein, and you're trying, and you're physically wrestling someone's hand back to, wow. to their side of the situation. To- Tommy Ann Roberts, 1984. She was this, she's not famous, but this is worth, you know, sort of explaining a little bit. She was 20 years old and she was a waitress. Weinstein came to her restaurant, was one of her customers, and urged her to audition for a movie. And he said, you know, come come to my hotel room. So, you know, here we go. And when she arrived, he was nude in the bathtub. This is another one of his MOs. He he asked people to come to the, you know, right. hotel room. And then he just, either he's in a robe or he's nude. He, he told her to get naked because the role required the character to get nude. She was terrified. She refused and left. And interesting fact... Today, she's a psychology professor at Colorado College. Really? Researching sexual objectification. Oh. Yeah. So, so yeah. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. Right. Talented Mr. Ripley, Royal Tannenbaums, etc. Gwyneth Paltrow was 22 at the time, dating Brad Pitt. Weinstein hired her for the lead in the Jane Austen adaptation, Emma. It was going to be like a breakout role for her. Yeah. Before shooting began, Weinstein summoned her to his hotel room for a work meeting, and she went. Weinstein placed his hands on her and suggested that they head to the bedroom for massages. She said she was petrified, just terrified by it. Again, if if you've been in this situation, you know how how terror how terror how 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 this situation is terrorizing. Yeah. If you have him in a situation, you're like, well, I don't, you know, why what's didn't she just walk out? What's or we do? Whatever. Again, it's it's the implication, like yeah. in the, it's always sunny. It's the implication. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because what else? That's that's how these people get away with a lot of things they do. Is because it's so sudden that you don't. It's so out of the blue, right? And 
that it's so criminal and so weird. Well, and it's the kind of thing where, it, for a second, imagine this is not this weird hotel thing. They're at a boardroom meeting with other people, and uh, they're discussing a movie. And Weinstein goes, "So uh, you may need to scuba dive in this movie." And maybe scuba diving is something that's uh, not pleasant or terrifying even for this person. In that moment, that person's going to wonder, should I say I don't like scuba diving? Because this is this very powerful group of people, and they want me to scuba dive for this movie, and this is my big break. And that's not sexual at all. That's just a thing they're asking you to do, and you're going to feel that pressure. Right. There's a social fear yeah. of, I'm going to have to totally reject this person right and what are they going to do to me and then now picture you're in in the in their room or in their in the, it's just the two of you but that same gravitas of well, i'm asking you to do something I, I, and you're like oh my god it's just well it's like, analogous but i wouldn't call it the same i would call it in the direction no i i, I was specifically saying even when it's something as trivial i see as something like uh, just a request Right, you're already feeling that pressure. Imagine how much magnified that becomes right. when and, it's such an intimate situation. And throw again, and again, the cognitive notion of wait, what else are they capable of? Right. It, right. So this guy is a rapist. Plus the vibe that these guys give off. You know, you yeah. feel it, and it feels dangerous. Right. So Gwyneth Paltrow, she uh, refuses. And she leaves. And she tells her boyfriend, Brad Pitt, later at a theater premiere, Brad Pitt confronts Weinstein and says, never touch Gwyneth Paltrow again. Good boy, Brad Pitt. After that, Weinstein called Gwyneth Paltrow and berated her. And she said that Weinstein screamed at her on the phone. Wow. Do you know any other famous women who have been harassed that I haven't mentioned? Um, Actually, so I don't know if it's because of Weinstein, because she hasn't said yet, but... um, uh, Kill Bill, uh, what's her name? Uh, who? You know, the the Kill Bill actress. Uh, she's in many, you know, oh. Pulp Fiction. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Okay. Yes, her. her. <laughs> God. Okay. I, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, I, she's been, she was interviewed the other day. And she she seemed very emotional about Emma, the fact. Uh, Uma Thurman. Uma Thurman, that she's not ready to talk about what she needs to talk about, but that when she feels the right moment, she will. Now, I don't know if that's Weinstein, but... Yeah, it's very likely. <laughs> Who else do you think? Who else have you heard? Uh, okay, and then uh, there was there was another big name um, recently. Okay, so we got Angelina Jolie. That's the one. Hackers, the Girl one. Interrupted, yes. Changeling. I did a whole episode on the movie Changeling. She said that in the late 90s, she rejected Weinstein's unwanted advances right. in a hotel room. Heather Graham from Twin Peaks, Boogie Nights, and Swingers. Weinstein invited her to his hotel room, and she refused. It's a longer story than that. By the way, these, <clears throat> you know, like uh, Angelina Jol- Jolie with a famous uh, father and someone who was powerful in Hollywood, at least back in, in the older days. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Right. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, Lena Hetty, Cersei from Game of Thrones. Oh, right. She he, asked her, he asked her to meet, her, uh, meet him for breakfast. They ate breakfast together. They talked about films. And he's like, hey, let's go to my hotel room. I have a script I want you to look yeah. at. And she's, this is her, her quote. We walked to the lift and the energy shifted. My whole body went into high alert. The lift was going up and I said to Harvey, I'm not interested in anything other than work. 
He was silent after I spoke. He was furious. Then she says, after a bit of, you know, they, they actually tried to get in a hotel room. It didn't work. And, and then he brings her down and sort of has hands like on her back, like, you know, trying right. to get her out of the hotel. He paid for my car and whispered in my ear, don't tell anyone about this. Not your manager, not your agent. Mm-hmm. I got into my car and I cried. Wow. Uh, so Mira Sorvino, Mighty Aphrodite, Romeo and Michelle's high school reunion. I think her story was in the New Yorker was one of the main stories that sort of tipped the scales on this whole thing. But she said that he had an MO as she's starting to hear all these other stories. She, you know, ask, ask to meet a young actress in a hotel room, offer a massage, and then force them to have sex. Now, uh, one of his former assistants has come forward and, oh, really? and, and talked to the media. And he talked about how he basically knew that Weinstein was harassing many young women who wanted to be movie stars. He said... Some of them seemed to be consenting. Some of the women were con- seemed to be consenting, so yeah. to speak, while others were seemingly not consenting. So this is just one of his assistants coming forward and saying, like, yeah, we, we basically knew something was up. Plus, there's also, imagine that he never actually did any of the forceful stuff, right? Imagine that all that had happened, quote unquote, was that um, a set of women over the years, he basically you know, proposition. If you, if you have sex with me, I'll give you the role. And they went ahead with it. And so they quote, seemed consenting, right? Yeah. I was making air quotes there. But, but the thing is, that's a power dynamic. That's a power imbalance. That's right. like a work situation. Well, that's the definition you know, of workplace of sexual, sexual harassment. Yeah. Now, so, so in that case, that was already problematic. Yeah. And then, and then, so how, how many of those happened that we will not get reports of? Right. But they were still like, he was abusing his power and basically, yeah. Using that. <laughs> so who stepped f- forward at the Oscars and made a joke? About uh, wasn't it Seth McFarlane? Yeah. Seth McFarlane. Oscars 2013, during the Best Actress Award, he said, Congratulations, you five ladies no longer have to pretend to be attracted to Harvey Weinstein. That's right, yes. I just have to say how prescient that, you know. Yeah. Like, like it, the other thing about this is like, how many men, how many men in power knew about this so, and yeah. and either did nothing or made a made a little joke at the Oscars. I saw an interview with George Clooney and Matt Damon and they they've gotten a lot of flack for like, well, you guys knew, you didn't do anything. And and that that's a fair criticism. However, I did see this interview with them and the way Matt Damon was talking. And Matt Damon, maybe we're all wrong, but I've always got the sense that he seems like a genuine type of person. Yeah. Like I feel like I can believe what he says. And he was saying like, yeah, look, when growing up, I was very young and he was a legend and he was like all powerful and he was known as a hothead and he was known as having a temper and he was, and yeah, he was known sort of like, like there was this thing about him, like, yeah, he's going to hit on the ladies. Um, but I never knew that this was happening to that extent. Did, was that true or not? I don't know. All these examples seem fairly private, like meaning it wasn't out in the open. It was like in a room in a late at night or in a locked office or in a locked hotel room. Well, yeah, I and I you know, I'm not going to I'm not going to pass judgment really because I wasn't in their shoes and I don't know if I've ever been. But yeah, they were private, but everyone you talked to were like, yeah, there were rumors. Right. Everyone knew. So what do you do when there's rumors? 
Well, good question. What do you do? Um, I don't know, man. Like, I mean, how many? Maybe, maybe encourage people to get together and go to the police. Uh, talk to a lawyer about you know suing him or something. Like, I don't look, know. Look like, at the thing that uh, Rose McGowan tweeted that how because you know ben affleck came out and said oh this is such a sad situation no i'm not saying the victims i'm saying like these other men in power right right what i'm saying is rose mcgowan tweeted oh well ben affleck how come then all you did was tell me you were going to do something about it or like what what ben affleck had told her is i've told him to cut it out so many times well let me just ask you this let's say weinstein punched 50 people and there were rumors that like well you know you get into a room and he he you know he might pull out a knife and try to stab you that's that's harvey man are you that's, are you gonna be like harvey. well you know those are rumors no i mean that's harvey i i, I wouldn't you're be gonna you're myself. gonna call the police you're gonna be like there's on, a man on, on what <laughs> you're gonna some someone's gonna be like someone call the police or that or someone's gonna talk to the media and be like um i don't know why but I've been hearing a lot of things that Weinstein likes to pull a knife and threaten people with it, and think, that's not right. I think to to use your own perspective about how it's easy to say, if I had been on that couch with him, I would have done this or that or the other thing. That's a different scenario, because, uh, and I get it, and again, I start this whole thing saying I'm, I'm not going to pass judgment, but my my point is is that if there if it involved violence or... And it did involve, I mean, a kind of violence. Well, it involved violence and sex. Yeah. Sexual violence. Yeah. If it was just violence, or if it involved some other kind of thing, like he, I don't know, he like extorted money out of the actresses or actors or something. I, I'm, I'm just going to assume that the people who heard the rumors would have would have spoken out more about it or done something more i don't know i mean like there's these stories of directors that actually get physically aggressive and violent and you hear them in the media only recently right no you hear those things pretty only quickly in the last few years like when when i mean is it a coincidence so your that contention your contention is that your contention is that if weinstein was had been since the 70s using a knife and threatening people with it and occasionally actually cutting people, your contention is, and rumors went around about how he does this since the 70s, your contention is that people would have been just as silent about it. I mean, you're painting an extreme, and so probably if he was cutting people and they were bleeding and they were going to the hospital at some point... He was raping people. I know, but I... Which is worse than cutting them. But let me flip the the, the situation. It didn't come out till now. Right. So, yeah, actually, maybe it would have been similar. No, it would not have been similar. I don't know. I, I, mean, I know, because it's obvious. But then how do you explain that it didn't come out? Because it has to do with sex. And it has to do with our, our paternalistic notions about women and like, well, you know, women, you know. Maybe, but, but some, Kevin Spacey and men, you know, it's like, it didn't come out till now. Right, because it has to do with sex. It's, that's the overarching thing. If Kevin Spacey had been occasionally punching people in the face, because this goes back, it's we're not talking like well, recently. Okay, we're talking so, decades. So the punches, maybe, but a verbal abuse. Everyone that—that's the thing that was not an open secret. That was open. Right. He was verbally abusive 
to everyone for years. Okay, so case and freaking point, but, dude. But so why open wasn't that an issue because that's not criminal to to like be a dick of a boss to your employees. You know, it, that's not a criminal act. He was criminally raping his coworkers. He was criminally sexually assaulting these people, and so. His verbal abuse was widely known and talked about, and the men would share it. And but no there, one did anything about it. Well, because there's that's not a crime. Okay, so you're drawing the line. You're saying that if it had been a crime, just not sexual, and maybe not to women, he wouldn't have been able to get away with it. Yeah. I'm saying that there's been people in power for a long time in our history that do get away with violent acts, and and they do get away with it. And maybe not to that extent, and maybe not, you know, but I'm just not sure that... Give me one person who is a person of power who physically assaulted on the level of rape 15 people and then did, you know, other kinds of physical assaults, smaller physical assaults, punching, stabbings. Uh, another 77 people and got away with it for 30 years. Give me one example. Part, part of the reason, of, of course, I don't know. A, because probably it doesn't we wouldn't exist. have heard about it, right? Well, it does. Of course, we would have heard about it because when someone does something the first time or close to the first time, people report it. Well, but let, let me just ask you, how, the, the percentage of that it happening in the real world is so low to begin with. People don't actually go around... Why is that? People. Why is that? There, you, you have just as many sadists who want to do that in purpose well, of power. Right. But for one thing, like if it's guy to guy, there's a higher risk, right? He, he, they could get punched back, right? If, if it's a knife, that's a life-threatening situation, they could get attacked and, and maimed. And also, the visit, there's much more visible scar from punching someone or stabbing someone <laughs> than raping someone. You're really trying to make... I, I don't... What's your point? Like, Well, my, my point is that... All, all I'm saying is that... The the people that knew about these rumors... You're trying to defend Matt Damon, essentially. Not just Matt Damon. I'm saying the people that knew about these rumors, it's it's easy now for us to say, yeah. why I, didn't I, someone I'm do not, something? I'm not blaming... My, my larger point to this whole thing after doing a deep dive on this whole thing and giving it some thought is not to blame Matt Damon or uh, and particularly the victims for, for reporting. It's, it's a common, well-known phenomenon that... After being assaulted, there's a strong urge to just sweep it under the rug. Yeah, like, for whatever reason, you know, because like, why did Rose McGowan take the money instead of coming out and saving future? Right. So but, I, well, you can't do it. Right? I'm not. No, yeah. that is that is a well known psychological phenomenon that is completely justified. The what I'm saying is there's a massive difference between physical violence and sexual violence. There's a massive difference between between those two things, and the question is, is why? Now, you're trying to make the argument that they're the same. What I'm trying to say is, these guys, and they could be liars, but they say, I didn't know he Great. had raped people. Fine, but the fact is, is that the the the... The silence was everywhere. The, but, the effort to like, well, yeah, you but, come but to a wine. The, the better analogy wasn't, you know, he's been punching and stabbing people. No, no. It's that, you know, he's verbally abusive. It turns out. No, no. Now, no, it here, turns here's out a, he was stabbing and here's punching. Here's a better analogy in terms of an individual. You were, you were stabbed. Sure. Would you go to the police? 
if I wasn't afraid for my life, sure. Yeah. You'd be like, you'd, you'd get away and then you'd go to the police, right? Yeah. Or you are Brad Pitt and you hear about uh, Gwyneth Paltrow comes and says, he tried to strangle me. Would As Brad Pitt, would you go to the police? Would you be more likely yes, to go yes. to the police? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So that's my point is that is that because our society is so busted up and puritanical and stupid when it comes to attitudes about sex, we as a society and and their systems in place that kind of keep it this way shame sex to such an extent that even when you have the equivalent of having someone try to strangle you or you have the equivalent of having someone actually stab you or you have the equivalent of someone slapping you across the face with their hand, you know, 10 times. When you have the equivalent of an assault like that, you internally say, it's better I don't tell anyone because if I tell people there are consequences that I'm going to incur as a sexual victim, sexual assault victim, that I would rather, I'd rather have the, the consequence of not saying anything than the consequence of saying something. And when someone stabs you, there is, there's no, there's none of that. There's no consequence to coming for other than what you're saying in terms of like worrying about him actually coming after you and killing you or something. But the same fear is there with the rape, right? He could come after you and kill you. So, so that's the same, the same thing is there. But my point is, is that why is there a difference? And the, the only thing I can think of, and I've been thinking about this, you know, for years now, so it's not like a new thing I've been thinking is our society is just so stupid that we teach our kids certain notions. We give certain notions, particularly around women and sex, particularly around uh, being a, a victim of a sexual assault. And we need to change that. We need to, we need to start the, the whole hashtag me too thing is like a, a, a step, a very small step in the right direction in terms of like saying, look, it's it's almost a normal thing to be a victim of sexual assault in our society. It, you're not alone. It's not you're not abnormal, and there's nothing wrong with you. It's almost universal that sexual assault victims will blame themselves. If he tried to strangle you, the chance that that person would walk away and blame themselves for being for almost being strangled or even being strangled by Harvey Weinstein is very slim. Anecdotally and empirically. So why do we, and particularly women, have an internalized shame about being a victim of a sexual assault? It's our society's fault. That's my point. Uh, and that's fair. I, I do think that there, there are two different levels of this. One level is, and actually Matt Damon was mentioning this in his interview, they viewed him, and he and he's ashamed of this, but they viewed him as old school, like, you know, grabbing the secretary's ass sort of thing. And they're like, yeah, that's Harvey. Which I just want to label as a paternalistic notion that sure. keeps the status quo. Right, right. And so th they that's how they viewed Harvey, according to them. They're like, yeah, yeah. It, it, meaning, I think th th they would agree that there was a problem because it stemmed from, like, the old ways, quote-unquote, where it was, 
you know, yeah, he, he's he's always flirting with the girls. He's grabbing their ass and stuff. What they didn't know is he was literally raping people, you know? Yeah. And so, now, the first one is not okay. But there is a big leap between, yeah, I knew he had raped people. I just didn't want to say anything. That is a huge difference. It's like with the with the Bill Cosby stuff. Um, I don't know if there were rumors or not. I certainly never heard any. But if there were rumors that like, yeah, he likes to get grabby with the women, is very different from he drugs and rapes women. Right. So again, same exact situation. Imagine Bill Cosby drugged men and women and then proceeded to steal their money. Let's just lower it way down to just drug you and steal your money. Sure. And then you wake up and you're like, he just took the five dollars out of my out of my wallet, and then I left the. What is the what's the chance that the person is or is not going to report that to the authorities? I that's that's probably true. I also do know you know it's true. Well, hold on, I know first person stories from people that were uh, like uh, physically bullied. And they had a lot of shame around that and did not like to admit it and did not like to talk about it. Sure. So that, that can happen too. And that's also shameful and yeah. also potentially carries with it issues. Yeah. And that was that was punching. That was actually punching, shoving, stealing lunch money, all that kind of stuff. But, you know, just a, a Bill Cosby did it to dozens of women yeah. who, and only a number of them felt as though society and the legal system and their families and the media would treat them well if yeah. they came forward. Very few of them. If there were dozens of men and women who had been drugged and their wallets stolen by Bill Cosby, I'm, I'm guessing the, that there would be a, a 10 to 20 fold increase in the amount of people who would have come forward. Why is that? Well, because our institutions are fucked. Our society is screwed. Our messages that we give people is screwed. Our preparedness for stuff like this is bad. Our systems of reporting stuff like this are bad. Our uh, units or our, the, the getting the word out about how to you know think about this is bad. It's it's just it's it's a very upsetting thing as you can hear from me. I, I totally agree with you. I also I just add to that and I say, man, there's all those cases of of 100 years of a school institution that constantly beat their students. And it was just the way things were done. And so kids were regularly abused generation after generation. And no one said shit. Well, all of a sudden, in modern times, they get shut down finally because now we're in a time and place where it's starting to be like, wait a minute, that's not right. Right, exactly. It's a little different, though, because... 30 when i was a kid in the 70s going to school as a fourth grader the teachers would paddle the kids yeah and there was nothing wrong with that the yeah. pa- the parents wanted but why didn't the parents say something because the parents wanted the pa- the teachers right, to but paddle why? you know it's like because they're di- it's a different it's a different uh parenting style essentially but you can blame so you can in retrospect say they should have known better no i i there are cultures right now in the world yeah. where it's the same. So, I, and, and neither one is right. I think that, but well, but uh, to push back on that, what if people said, "Well, it's not necessarily wrong that in the fifties they had a different culture and women were just not as as empowered." That's just a different culture. 
it's analogous in that kids can be oppressed and yeah. their voices can be taken away and abused as a result. But it's a little different because empirically speaking, in the 50s, the uh, raping of women, uh, I don't think anyone thought that was okay. It, it's just right. it, It's just that our overall society, the things that we teach about men and women and sex is such that it makes it extremely uh, – there's so many consequences for a victim to step forward is a thing. Yeah. I think on the victims, I can't agree more with you on. I was, I was mostly trying to – I was trying to – part of me wants to say, God damn it, why didn't someone say stuff sooner? Right? Right. No, and I'm not going to blame – I'm not yeah. going to blame any individual. Right, right. I'm blaming society for creating a situation where not only the victims but also the, the Perry victims sure. were – there's just too many consequences yeah. to, to, to do anything. Yeah, like why didn't Brad Pitt then come out publicly with it? Right, right. because, uh, well, let's speculate, you know. Yeah. Why didn't he come forward? He seemed obviously upset. He he yeah. went right to him. And it's, it's, I, I can imagine a few things. Part of it is I can deal with this myself. You know, I'm going to tell him he can't do that. Number two, I certainly I don't want to like – blow this out of proportion to your point it was just him coming on and it was inappropriate but i don't want to blow it and number three probably a bit of i don't want to fuck up both of our careers you know right (laughs) and let's speculate further and say that he doesn't want to be seen as a cuckold you know what's what's my girlfriend doing in weinstein's hotel room you know and and i as a boyfriend am gonna get judged for that because our society is you know blah blah anyway let's take a break and we get back let's uh get into some other things and also other people who have done stuff like that. What do you say, Bert? Let's do it. All right. Weinstein initially tried to do damage control when, when this came out, when the, when the media yeah, started right. really looking at it. What did he say? Yeah, he came out and he said that he, uh, he apologized and that he was... Uh, wasn't it like he, he apologized... But it was one of those. Uh, I have a, I have a problem. But you know what? I'm going to dedicate myself to helping get us rid of Trump and helping the liberals and stuff like that. Uh, I don't know if he said that. Yeah, yeah. Like he he ended with. But don't worry, I'm going to go fight the good fight against environment, you know, global warming and all these other things. Um, so it was like, yeah, I'm sorry. I do have a problem. I'm going to really think about this and introspect. But you know what? I'm going to get in there and fight for good causes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's kind of one of the weird things about this is that his he's been putting a lot of money into the Democrat uh, political party yeah. and talks a lot about the liberal agenda, so to speak. Um, so anyway, he here's some quote. I appreciate the way I've behaved I appreciate the way I've behaved with colleagues in the past has caused a lot of pain, and I sincerely apologize for it. In the past, I used I used to compliment people, and some took it as me being sexual. I won't do that again. So, oh, it's their fault. Hey, man, if me complimenting you is a problem, I just won't compliment you at all. Yeah, yeah, comp- compliment you. That's interesting. Um, By he also, compl- did he mean compliment you? Yeah, he he also said. He would go to a facility for treatment. This is right. a the con. This is a common famous person right. ploy of just like you know what I've I've, I've given a lot of issue. thought. Yeah, yeah, I need I need to go to I need to go to treatment. Yeah, his lawyer said any allegations of non consensual sex are unequivocally denied by Mr. Weinstein. Mr. Weinstein believes that all of these relationships were consensual. 
Okay, so what's the reaction from, uh, or what sort of consequences he had so far? Well, he got ousted from the film society, whatever it's called. Yeah. The guild, right? Yeah. He uh, got publicly denounced repeatedly yeah. in very visible and I would call them embarrassing ways. Yeah. Um, he, I, th- I think he, he got ousted from Miramax. Yeah. Uh, well, there, the Weinstein company. Right. There was some rumor or something, sorry, some news report that he had been sort of erratic, showing up at his sister's, uh, maybe on suicide watch, something like that. Hmm. So I, I, I doubt that there's no way on earth he hasn't had psychological uh, ramifications from all this. Like, well, worry. He about must it. be stressed out of his mind. Yeah. The, good. And there's also criminal and civil, <gasps> right. civil rights right. investigations. Uh, the police in, I think, England and also in the States, uh, yeah, New York and I think L.A. are have opened investigations um, because of all the allegations. All right. Predictions. What, what, what predictions do we have about Mr. Weinstein here moving on to the future? Oh, man. I, I, don't, want, I don't want people killing themselves. Um, well, some I do, but not, not everyone. You know? <laughs> um, I, I, I hope that, he, in fact, he does get treatment and that he doesn't do this to anyone else. Uh, but I also I don't wish his extended family or, or ultimately him in the long term any in a real, you know, like death, let's okay. say. But these are, I'm not asking for your wishes. I'm asking for your predictions. What do you think is going to happen? I think he's going to try his best to disappear from the limelight, and he might get addicted to some substances. Okay. He might die younger, much, much younger than he would have. I think he's going to be in and out of court for a long time, and I think he's going to do a. I predict he'll do a short stint in prison, but not for long because of the statute of limitations, which I don't understand why that applies. Right, to like rape should never go yeah. out of fashion. Right, <laughs> I'm guessing that some of his assistants will actually come forward and testify against him to protect themselves as being implicated as an accessory to right. these these actions. I think the Weinstein Company will fold. I think it'll just completely just become non-existent. Oh, I mean. Who, who wants the Weinstein Company? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, to have a right. label on the front of their their movie. Um, I'm guessing that other men will start to be charged, uh, in addition to Weinstein. You know, related to Weinstein? No, like Kevin Spacey. Oh yeah, yeah, certainly like more. Oh, by the way, that goes back to my original point that it does make me feel. I, I will be happy to. No, I'll be sad to take these words back if if what I'm about to say doesn't happen. But I'm sort of happy to see. That it is not actually a downpour of hundreds of men well, it's, <laughs> all across the board. It's starting to look that way, but but, but yeah. it's not. Right? Yeah, no, it's, no, there's there's plenty, and and even some of them that are like, <gasps> what Dustin Hoffman? But the Dustin Hoffman stuff, as bad as it is, pales in comparison. He, he's not a seventy-year rapist, yeah, right. And so, I I'm just temporarily relieved that it is in fact a few monsters well not a whole cabal no i hundreds no, of men the, the amount of sexual sadists that exist in the world are extremely uh there's extremely they, they're very rare individuals harvey weinstein's psychology is a very rare individual i mean the the thing that i always try to tell particularly women is that that the the average guy, like you know, in the you know ninety nine percent of men, 
somewhere around there, yeah. couldn't even get an erection in the face of a of a sexual partner, if you will, right. who is crying or upset or unwilling. Yeah. It it the there's a biological uh, urge or requirement need yeah for men and women to have a partner who at the very least is indifferent do you know yeah. well actually no it's 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 a great point like for example in the TMI department like i have a serious problem feeling aroused if i don't feel that the other person is actually into me yeah and that they're that they want to do this and and so it would be like I, yeah, you're right. I'd have to have some substance injected into me. Yeah, I, I talk <laughs> with couples about this all the time. They'll be like, so, you know, we were having sex, and then I got the vibe that she she just wasn't into it. And Ooh. even though she was <laughs> even though she was going through the motions and trying right. to act like she, and I just couldn't I just couldn't go on and it was really upsetting to me. Right. It's upsetting yes. to them to the man. It's deflating. Yeah, it's it, saddening. It, it's upsetting. Yeah, it's 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 like it it's very uh it, it's it, it. There's something very disturbing about that right. to to a normal person, and that's just a subtle reaction, right? Let alone stop. I'm so, you know, like it's ridiculous. It's yeah. incredible. Now, of course, this is on the internet and on YouTube, so someone listening is going to be like, "Hey, what about rape fantasies and stuff?" Yeah, there are men and women who have fantasies about uh, doing rape and receiving rape, okay. shall we say, and. Those are fantasies. They're not. They're not. Right. People have a lot of play, shall we say, in their in their life and in sure. their sex. People will like to play that they're a child, but they don't want to actually be a child. Yeah. They'll play that they are of a different gender, but they're not transgender. Yeah. They want to play that they are that you don't know your spouse you know like you just met yeah, and yeah. and but you don't want to actually not know your sp- it's play and sex it's very different than actual rape and right. actual you know so like it's like i don't actually want to be pulled over by a female cop and have some some stuff happen yeah. i don't want that to happen right right <laughs> so so um what? Why were we talking about that? We were talking about the difference between. <laughs> yeah, you're right. How did we get into this? Oh, because you were saying not all men, and, um, and you were saying it was heartening that not more men were being outed as as Weinstein, Bill Cosby level. Even even uh, uh, the Kevin Spacey stuff coming out. Yeah. Uh, of course, it's now ruined his career. It's every and we'll. T- uh, were we going to talk about? Yeah, him? we'll talk about. Everybody. I mean, with that. So without preempting that. I'm just saying the level of uh, of uh, grievance is, uh, you know, he grabbed crotches, he grabbed legs, and he influenced, you know, he like exerted his power in that way yeah. versus literal like breaking into a hotel room and raping. You yeah, know? but the, the stuff that I've heard from about Spacey is on the level that could psychologically traumatize somebody, you know, sure. um, and and needs to be... And yeah. you're, you're not saying that it's not that. No, but, no of course. Yeah. But I, I guess that I don't even want to make that point. I'll take that one back. What I'm trying to, I'm trying to find some positive. And the only positive I see is at least it's not 
all like imagine a list of the top 200 actors that we love and and all of them are being accused it's like that would be well i i i caution you and others regarding that urge to to see it that way because not that there's some good to that i think which you're exhibiting which is like look i i just don't want my entire life to come crashing down around me uh because you know say everyone in the star wars actor and actor universe comes out is terrible you could never watch star wars movies again you know what i mean well this is this is like i i sadly have had arguments with people that feel that like uh Islamic extremism is super, super, super common, and that there's like a billion or at least millions. And it's and, heartening to to know the it, facts, which is right. that a very, very few and Muslims it's, it's and very few Christians. And it's, and it's also matter. like, like if your hypothesis was true, we should expect to see daily hundreds, yeah. if not thousands, right? Of the, you know. and and that so so that vein is fine. But I caution you as a man. Mm-hmm. Man to man, against having that perspective of well, at least it's not every man, you know what I mean. And there's some good to that, but there's also a that's part of the institution of of paternalism and of status quo of just like not acknowledging the severity and, and not and you're not doing that, no. but but also not being open. Or sort of having an emotional attachment to this can't be bigger than it is, and I don't want it to be bigger than it is. Well, I, I mean, a, a, an example is uh, Sean Aston, Sean Aston, yeah, from the Goonies and from Stranger Things. Yeah, right? he just recently came out and said, "Bob, yeah, he just recently came out and said, look, I was not myself abused, but I don't doubt Corey Hames or Corey Feldman's stories." Yeah. I could sadly imagine that that was probably true. Uh, I myself wasn't. I never saw it, and and I've heard similar things from Elijah Wood, and there's there's others, right? Which the thing because because the rumor, remember, there's these rumors like the entire Hollywood is one big pedophile cabal, and and they're got ties with Hillary Clinton and all these things, all the way up to Soros, and it's the world is run by a pedophilic cabal. <laughs> it's it's nice to hear. Maybe that's not quite right. <laughs> right. Some sort of massive conspiracy, uh, I don't think, is likely. Because there but, are people on the right that but, I... But the point is, is we need to be as men who, who are allies of women who have been through stuff like this. We have to be open and say, like, I really hope there's not more of this happening, but I'm, but I'm, but I'm receptive and open... Sure. To learning the truth. Right. And you're not going to ruin my day by telling me about even more stories. You know, I think that needs to be said. You know, it's just like, uh, you know, and if there is more of this, I want to know about it. And I'm going to I'm going to do my part to try to illuminate right. that that problem. And I don't have an attachment to to their not being more problems. Maybe one thing I'm reacting against is when initially when his stories came out before all these other stories came out um, and the Me Too uh, stuff happened, I, I heard this narrative online that was, I'm paraphrasing, but it was kind of sort of like 
Well, that's what happens when men get power. Right. And that's what I'm saying is not true. Right. Men getting power does not equal we rape women. No. But men, even in power or no power, traditionally have had, unfortunately, have mistreated women, traditionally. And then, like, to your point, there's these aberrations which are on top of everything else, sadistic and psychopaths and stuff. And that makes, and then they add power to the mix. And that's like the worst case scenario. Right, it's multifactorial. One is is you have psychopaths and sadists that might even look for a position of power so they can do this sort of stuff. Yeah. But maybe not. Maybe it's just like coincidental that some people in power just ha- also have to be sexual sadists. But you also have, as you say, a, sex- a, a societal notion that it's okay to do that to women. Right. Um, I grew up in a time when, and I'm guessing you did too, Berto, can, can think of even in Colombia, where it, it was just like, for, it was just like, you know, a man could slap the butt of a waitress and the waitress would just go like, oh, you, you right, know what I mean? Right, right. Yeah, I mean, like I'm, what George Bush is doing right now. Have you heard of what he's yeah, doing? Yeah, although is, is he just, you know, like yeah, I losing think, it? I think he's losing it. Okay. Um, so, but you know, worth talking about. Sure, yeah. You know, uh, anyway, I, so- I think I think I saw that directly in uh, the Senate in Colombia because uh, I had a relative who was in the Senate, so I would be there somewhat frequently as a kid. And of course, I didn't see like quote unquote the butt slap. I do a lot of quotes. I just noticed, but what I did see was a power imbalance because, by and large, men were senators. <laughs> And women were secretaries. Right. And there was always sort of a deference and a reverence of the men in power and stuff like that. And And a notion that women's bodies are available to men at any time. As a kid, I I, I didn't see that part, but I'm sure it was there. And and it would be easy for it to have been there because of that power imbalance. Right. So so the the problem has a lot of problems. I, I want to point out that I'm old enough to remember when Anita Hill came forward about being sexually... Clarence Thomas. Yeah, in, in yeah. the 90s, who put a pubic hair in my coke, that whole thing. But Clarence is no longer in the... Just in the... He's not no longer a justice, is he? Uh, oh, wait. I don't know. He is. Yeah, right. He is. Um, Anita is a movie, a documentary in 2013 that I highly recommend. That's, about that? Yeah. It, oh. it, it is... Like, because, you know, growing up in the 90s... Uh, as a 20 something i didn't have cable and didn't care to watch the whole anita hill right. thing i just sort of would pick up on random reports and so my understanding of it was extremely limited me too this documentary called anita is it's really interesting like watching it i was like oh i i get the whole story now wow. like it, it's really a interesting story and anita hill if this documentary is to believed is to be believed as a hero among wow. among humans, she's she's an amazing person, and the fact that Clarence Thomas is still essentially got away with it is yeah. is interesting. Okay, so let's talk about men. What what man recently came forward saying that he was sexually harassed? The Rent actor. Rent. Yeah, he was the original Rent. Uh, Oh, uh, who in, else? In the rent cast. I'm looking for a particular person. Even perhaps a, a, a he, he's almost a household name at this point. Oh, that was sexually harassed. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, Corey Feldman. Uh, well, yeah, him, but but oh. someone someone else. Someone else did. Yeah. 
Terry Crews. Have you heard about him? Oh, yeah, he did say that, right? Okay, yeah, I forgot, but you're right. Right, so for people don't know yeah. Terry Crews, he's he's famous from the old Spice commercials. Yeah. He was the the big, angry black guy who would scream, and he had all right. these big muscles. and He still does. He's huge. Yeah, yeah. He's He he actually was a NFL linebacker, defensive <laughs> end for the Rams, Chargers, and Redskins. He's in the Expendable series. He's Brooklyn Nine-Nine. He's, a, he's, a, he's known for being a large muscly, aggressive, angry right. person. A massive dude. Well, he, he recently, as all this stuff was coming out, he's about being uh, Weinstein and everything. Yep. He started tweeting about how all this was like bringing up memories yeah. for him. And th- over a bunch of tweets, he reported that he was attending a party with his wife recently and uh, quote unquote, high level Hollywood executive approached him and his wife and the exec, the high level Hollywood executive groped Terry Lewis, Terry and Cruz. sorry, t- Terry Lewis. Who's Terry Lewis? Terry Crews. the The producer, uh, this this guy, called him the next day to apologize, but never offered Terry Crews an explanation. Crews said that he considered punching the guy. Right? right. He's like, he was like, well, I I thought about just you know punching the guy. But I didn't because I was worried that the media would not see that very well. You know, right. large uh, muscle man Terry Crews stomps out white guy. Another angry black man. Right, exactly. And he didn't want to lose uh, work. Right. Because, you know. And he started talking about that he totally understands why women stay silent after situations to like it, that. To your point earlier. Right. Who, who's going to believe you? You know, what what are the repercussions? And, yeah. and, you know, you need to work again. Again, if if Terry Crews was punched in the face or threatened with his life, like there's just a different vibe to reporting that. You yeah. Know I mean? So a- after all this, the police actually looked into it, which is interesting because essentially Terry Crews on Twitter was reporting a crime had yeah. occurred. And so it's interesting that the police would see that and go like, well, let's investigate. Right. You know, like we now have been alerted. Probable cause. (laughs) Yeah. We now have, we've, it's like the police are driving down the street and they see a robber running out of a house. If you just incidentally see something, then you, you you, you investigate. And so they came across on Twitter and they're like, okay, let's investigate. So they started to investigate it. And I'm I'm guessing that they interviewed Terry Crews and actually Mm -hmm. Terry Crews actually told them, uh, who actually this was, and they're, the police are actually investigating Adam Vennett. He's, he's a famous talent agent in one of the biggest talent agencies. Like oh, wow. Vennett, Adam Vennett uh, represents Sylvester Stallone, Diane Keaton, Eddie Murphy, Adam Sandler, and Dustin Hoffman. What? And many other actors, right? So this guy can make or break your career, right? Huh. Maybe even more so than a producer can. Right? Sure. It's like if you become a client of Adam Vennett among Sandler, Dustin Hoffman, you know, right. Sylvester Stallone, like you're just like, the man. connections are made. Right. And so, and this guy just walks around parties <sighs> proceeding to sexually harass people. Uh, and so it, Adam Vennett might get fried for this, which just makes me quite happy about the whole thing. What is the, but the legality there must be low, right? Like grabbing a crotch must not be. I don't know, honestly. Like, it, when it comes to the law, sexual assault is, is there's a pretty 
a wide variety of things that constitute sexual assault. Like if he grabs, if he grabbed, he says he groped him. It's hard to know what that. He probably grabbed his his yeah, penis. That's, yeah, that's what I imagine. If you if you just grab someone's genitals, I mean, imagine what it says in the law about grabbing someone's genitals without their permission. Like that probably doesn't go over well according to the letter of the law. You know what I mean? I just I get I guess I'm pessimistic considering that you know these ra- multiple rapists of rape multiple women no, man, are out in ten years because you know? it never gets prosecuted. Think about um, think about well that's not your point. But um, well, but ten years is a long time. I mean, ten years. Well, I guess if if what you're saying is that my impression is wrong, and actually it is serious, that's fine. I just have this impression, like man, rape is barely. But I mean, I'm probably wrong. Well, in that. terms of sentencing, yeah, we could get into a debate. Like, we were just talking about the the statute of limitations, you know? Yeah, but but like really, that. if any prison time. Is, is prison time. Is, is happiness for me. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. Like, what if the dude goes to jail for three months because he grabs someone's dick? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, that's, that's I, I don't know how much prison time is, yeah. it would now, make me feel good, but... The flip side of this is I, I have a feeling that as a society, we are not ready yet. And because, like... Okay, so I had my butt and my, my crotch grabbed in multiple occasions as an adult. Yeah. And uh, personally, in my case, I didn't mind it. But I, I now with more information, I'm thinking, yeah, I should probably have drawn a line. But he, but that's not how I thought about it. Well, the point is, is that the risk is there, and if and if we if we allow, so of all the dick grabbing that's happening in the world or in our society, there's a certain percentage that is harming someone and there's a certain percentage that is not right yeah, but th- th- this is where it gets tricky because imagine how you know human dynamics are not black and white you're in a club you're right. sort of flirting yeah. you grab someone's stuff and yeah. then they prosecute you and you're in jail for those three months i was talking about. right so so if as a society we have people out there who either unknowingly are victimizing people or two are are trying to actually invade someone's space and getting away with it because no one's reporting it, then I would rather live in a society where they say, look, even if you dick grab someone and it's not harmful, we're still going to prosecute you. I'm okay with that world. Man, that's, you're entering, you're entering, you know what it sounds like to me? It sounds a little along the lines of the uh, sodomy laws. Like, uh, you know... No, it's it's all about consent, my friend. But but that's what I'm saying. Consent in when... Consent... Consent when it's... I'm not saying someone can't grab your dick. I'm saying non-consensual, like randos grabbing your dick. Yeah, right. But it's like you're in spring break and some girl's flirting with you, so she grabs your ass. Not okay. <sighs> I, I don't think that that's the sort of that's and and and, and, and let's say I agree I'm with okay you. with you not having your ass grabbed. Okay, because okay, so, people are afraid of a criminal. So that, I think we need so that a, we eliminate uh, all the other bullshit. If we agreed, I think we need a ramp down period of time where people are made very well aware of this and educated as absolutely, and then start. Well, I, I don't know what sort of ramp down, but we need education because sure. I guarantee you know this. 
in random clubs all over the world, there is ass grabbing happening and more. And not and how all many it, and how many women are walking away with PTSD after that? Fine, but 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 I'm saying men when the men when it happens to the men, they they're getting mixed signals too, right? And so like. I'm just saying, like they're not getting mixed signals about grabbing someone's genitals. Man, there's I, there's a movie out right now. There's a way of communicating. Right there's a way of communicating consent for that. So, say you're you're dancing with a woman and you just you don't even know her name, and things are you know you're you're getting some dirty dancing going, okay? And it, it's both consensual. Everyone's fine, and you just decide to grab her inner genitals. Well, to me, I'm like, uh, or what, she decides. What, what if to, I lick her face? I, you know, I, you know why I'm asking that, right? Do you remember in Vancouver? <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. Sitting there, and this girl licks my face. Yeah, I have it. Is on that video- assault? I have it on videotape. Should I take her to court? I, I don't know her. Well, I don't know her name. Well, according to our current, well, we were in Canada for one, <laughs> so it's hard to know what, what you, sort of lot. But what no, but well, but but here's my thing: is that. If some of those incidents have to be taught to the general public of saying, like, look, in all likelihood, if you are going to lick someone in the face spontaneously, it's probably going to be taken fine, if not invited in that situation. But let's all agree that we're not going to do, though, there's a certain set of things that we're not going to do for fear that the other person might actually be traumatized by that. Let's all just agree that we're we're not going to do that. And maybe there's a maybe there's a, a way society wise that we could add a very quick little thing around consent. You know, and I hate all that kind of college talk around can I like touch your finger. Can I touch your finger? Yes, you could. Can I touch it now? Yes. Okay. Can I touch your other finger? I'm not. Well, what do you mean? Which finger? That one right next. Um. Okay. You know, like. That's that's where that's where I'm no afraid. that's not no that that's not where I don't think we'll ever get to that because no one humans like sex too much to, to get like, things in the way. My point is is that um, for this Adam Bennett to just walk up to Terry Crews and grab his dick at a party, that guy has to be prosecuted and whatever the law sentencing wise. Whatever, maybe it's no, maybe it's no jail time. Maybe it's like sexual assault treatment or something. I don't care. Yeah. But something, you know, something's got to be done because obviously we as a society and a legal system are not doing enough. I, I have, I have um, not a lot, but I have a few friends that are gay. And one of them used to tell us stories about Miami parties that, that he would go to. And the kind of interactions that they would engage in, these are adults were random strangers yeah. fully crossing boundaries with each other. Mm-hmm. And, and that shit's got to stop too, my friend. Like, it, it, if it's consensual, if it's consensual and there's some way of communicating that real quick, then absolutely. Yeah. I want people to be having as much consensual random sex as they want to have. I want people to be grabbing dicks as long as everything's... I want everyone to be doing everything they want as long as everyone's cool with it. But in the gay community, which I hate that phrase, (laughs) among gay people and among lesbians too, there are acts of of sexual violence that are happening and people are being traumatized by it. So now, 
among gay people at a party, is there going to be more consent given? <laughs> is there going to be more consensual random touching at a party, at a particular party, maybe? I don't know. But that doesn't mean, well, you know, where's the line? You know, I, I just think like we need to we need to scale it back a little bit and we need to add in a little bit more opportunity for people who don't want to be touched to not be touched. When someone goes out into the public and goes to a party and goes to a dance club, they should expect that no one's going to touch them non unless they want someone to touch them. They they should have that trust in our society. And there are women uh, who don't? Who can't say that? And 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 maybe some some men can't can't say. I that. I mean, look in in the culture I grew up in. When you go to a dance club, you dance together, like really close. Sure. And you put your hand down lower on the way on the waist, and she puts. Yeah. And there's a lot of close, and you bring yeah. it. And um, so just to pause you there. Yeah. Every woman in your neighborhood who signed up and went to the party and said yes, Berta, I'll dance with you, knows what sort of touching is going to happen. They're consenting to it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. When, when but it Terry, is also, it's when also Terry because the culture goes, is that way. Yes, exactly. So when Terry Crews goes to this party, he did not, ex- he did not say, I, you know, a guy is probably going to grab my dick at the party today. Like that's not, that's not, when a woman goes to a dance club, she's not going, hmm, I hope someone grabs my boob. I hope someone grabs I, my butt. I just think, look, I mean, I've been, I've been at parties where there are drunk people, right? And I've seen drunk, uh, middle-aged women do very lascivious things. If, and if it's not. boobs. Uh, they've, yeah, they've certainly grabbed male and female asses. They've well, kissed people in the lips. If I me. know, if I know what party you're talking about. Everyone knows what they're signing up for when they're going I, to that but party. See, that, 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 that's bordering on victim blaming if someone gets victimized, right? Well, if like, someone's victimized... You should have known. No. You should have known. If someone's victimized, then that's wrong. But I, I'm saying a lot, of the, a lot of the things you're talking about are context and people know... Like, the people who are doing... Like, someone at this party that you're talking about walks yeah. up and, like, grabs your butt. Yeah. Well, they know you know that people might have their butt grabbed at that party. That, yeah, how do we know that party that Terry Crews was at was not one of those parties? We don't but, exactly. But, and, and, but and look, we can assume that part that of what I'm going against like is that. that there are double standards. For example, imagine I told you that there's a movie coming out with a scene where uh, a professional male is doing a treatment on a female, and as she disrobes, he looks at her vagina. And makes a comment about it, like a, a sexual comment about it. I think most people would say, like, what movie is that? Is that a serious scene? Like, that better not. Well, there's a movie coming out called uh, Bad Mom's Christmas or something. And there's this scene in there yes. where this, this uh, she's giving him, uh, like, what do you call when they take the hair out, right? Yeah. And his legs are spread, and she looks at his dick, and she says... Well, that's like a pine or like a traffic cone or something like that, right? Yeah. And then later they're they're cheering and throwing money. It's like put a baby in me. Okay, that is that a freaking problem. Double standard. <laughs> yes, and it's a problem. Like I don't hear anyone up in arms about that. Yes, because no one cares about men victims, right. men being victims of sexual right, right, right. shaming or sexual sure. assault. Right. That is a massive and, problem. And, that, and in 30 years, they're going to look back at that movie and, and gasp. <laughs> every, people are going to look back at that movie and go like, 
Holy mackerel. Like when I look back at the 70s and I see that the Dukes of Hazard were driving around in a car that had the the, General the Confederate flag on the top and it was called the General, General Lee. Lee. <laughs> I am mortified. And, and the Dixieland song. Right. So... Um, so when the Me Too at thing the time, came out, at the time, my parents, they, there's a whole uh, podcast. I can't remember what podcast, but there's like these black guys who were talking about how, because they're our age and they grew yeah. up watching, and they said they loved the General Lee and they, they, they had a General Lee car. Right. And these, these black guys. It was kids, a cool, I liked that show. Yeah. So back then, <laughs> one of my parents, shows. parents, that was, that was one of the most popular shows at the time. And I certainly had no idea of any of the content. Our parents did though, is the thing. Okay. And they were like, well, you know, what are you going to do? Yeah. But we look back on it today and we're like, holy Ooh. crap. Well, the same is going to be true about all of these jokes that you're talking about. Sure. So like when the Me Too stuff came out, I got into an argument online because I had well, read let's an article. Save it. Let's take a let's okay. take a break. We'll tease that Berto got tease. into another argument. <laughs> okay, so Berto, you wanted to talk about another fight you got into. Another fight, fight. Uh, so so I read this article uh, that by someone I know, and it was a well-written article. But the sense I got from it. Uh, and maybe it wasn't fully like this, but the sense I got from it was that uh, men, you need to you need to solve this. Like you need to talk to each other. You need to stop these behaviors. Yeah. Men, stop doing this to women. Right. So the, the the sense I got is like men. It's a men versus women thing, and and men are the problem. Now I understand why. Right. Like like you were saying, most of these cases come out, and it's a guy and stuff like that. Now having been a victim of sexual abuse when I was a kid, and specifically by a woman. Uh, who I'm sure was also abused and probably by a guy, like, but I'm guessing, right? Uh, but it's funny that you have to say that, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like somehow... Which Mine I, is which, not legitimate. Right, yeah. like, which I appreciate, you know, but it's like, I just want to say, in this context, all you got to do is say a woman sexually abused sure. you and, and we don't know why. That's fair. And... and and so I know I'm, I'm, you know, I've, I've done inappropriate things in my life and I feel terrible about them. A lot of them probably stemmed from the fact that I had a bad mental models about sexuality as a result of, oh, of these things, right? I'm a hundred percent sure that's where it comes from, Bruno. So I'm not like sitting here and like, you know, I like, I've been guilty of inappropriate behaviors and I've felt bad about it and stuff like that. And I've, and I've tried to mend those, those things. But, um, I at the same time wanted it to be more about, Look, it is the it is the power imbalance and the sexual abuse, and sexual uh, whatever you want harassment, abuse, assault. Those are the problems. And absolutely, as men, but also as women, we should look around us and see if we can actually help the situation. Well, speaking yeah. up and feeling yeah. free to come out and making people feel safe to come out and all those things. Yeah, the part of it is that I appreciate is this isn't a problem for women only, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's a problem for, for all of us. Uh, the, you know, the fact that when we actually do studies on this sort of thing, the fact that most of the victims are women doesn't mean that there aren't millions of men and boys. <laughs> and, and so, so when you look at it, it's like, okay, say like 70% of the victims are, are female yeah. uh, assigned at birth and, and 30 are male. Why do we even need to genderize that? Because yeah. something like 70% of depressed people are women, yeah. but we don't have to, we don't say 
depression is a female problem. We yeah. say depression is something for everybody. Yeah. The same, same way as being a victim, be, being a perpetrator, uh, it's it's more men, but there's still plenty, you know, it's probably like 85% or something like that. But yeah. there's still like, again, millions of women are on, are on this planet right now who abuse people uh, sexually. And, and that's because I, it's also a different issue when you say, uh, you know, are women being discriminated in the workplace or are they making less money or are they, you yeah. know, there's issues that we absolutely could segment out. Right. But I was specifically taking an issue with the, the, uh, the, the Harvey Weinstein story comes out. Yes, men, men are the problem. Women are the victims. Because just shortly after we start hearing these stories right. of men coming out saying, so, I was abused. Now, sexism is a part of this and paternalism is a part of this. Yeah. And, and the fact that paternalism has led to men being given more power and therefore able to enact these kinds of things. But, but it's, it's a human thing. And when a author says, men, come on, let's go. I consider that a call for, for allyship, you know, and a a call for like, yes, we are all in this together. This is the other thing that I always I don't know why my brain works this way because no one else seems to work this way. <laughs> but when I hear about a story about Mira Sorvino being abused by Harvey Weinstein, I don't identify with fucking Weinstein because no. he's a man. No. <laughs> I'm not like, oh, I'm a man, so it, I'm like Weinstein. Like, I, I identify with Mira Sorvino because right. I'm not a monster like Weinstein. Right. So I don't understand why gender even has anything to do with yeah, it, it's, it as a as a as a as a motivation of like outrage and like let's do something. Yeah, imagine that a news story comes out: a Colombian a gangster decapitated three people in a drug-related thing in the United States. In the and then I go, well, I mean, you know, I gotta empathize with the Colombian here. Yeah, like what? <laughs> or, or I would have to go to you and say, come on, Colombian, stick up for the victims. Stick up for, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like it's it doesn't. It's like of course, <laughs> of course, I stick up for the victims. We're all in this together, right. you know. Anyway, so I have a a patron email here. And she actually was the main reason why I wanted to do the deep dive on this episode. I'm going to keep her anonymous. And I also changed the details of this email to mask her identity. She says, I was sexually propositioned by my superior in exchange for a promotion. I have never felt so powerless. I told a colleague I trusted and found out it had been happening to her as well. Whoa. So again, her superior comes to her says, let's have sex, and if you do this, then, you know, I'll give you this this promotion, this yeah. other position. And she felt powerless. And then so she tells a colleague, and she founds out that, that it was happening to her, too. We, we reported it. They moved him to a different department. They moved him. Yeah. And they launched an investigation. They interviewed me and many other coworkers. The person interviewing seemed biased against me. The whole investigation seemed like a cover-up. The man who, who harassed me was allowed to return a month later. He began to manipulate my coworkers to make me look bad. For example, he told coworkers that I have inappropriate relationships with customers. I didn't feel safe at work, so I left my position. Four months later, there is still no resolution. So, wow. I learned that sexual harassment investigation 
the process of the sexual harassment investigation is a huge deterrent for anyone to come forward. And it's a, and it's a huge risk on your career if you speak up. Yeah. So why would our, would a organization be like this unless we're stupid about this sort of stuff? Right. Like, like, by the way, it's not that recently victims came out and finally complained to Miramax studios. Right. It's that they went public with it. Right. So this is almost like, in this case, she should have tweeted and blogged about it. Right. And, 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 the, and I think one of the main reasons why we are even talking about it today is because of Donald Trump. Yeah, that's a good point. Because that whole thing became... Because when you get partisanship behind something, it gets, it gets wings, you know? Yeah. And this was like October... That's of true. last year, and all, and that tape comes out with Billy yeah. Bush and everything, and then suddenly there's like all this talk in the media about like men in power sexually harassing. There's suddenly like all this talk again. Yeah, right. And I think that was the seed that like was like, well, wait a second, there's another dude that's that's doing perhaps even worse things, and you know, and I so I think that's. That's yeah. what I don't if, if Donald Trump wasn't president, I don't or if that whole thing hadn't come out, I, I don't know if we'd be talking about it today. And sadly, so with someone like Trump, even if he weren't president uh, and things did come out publicly, the most that would happen is he wouldn't get another apprentice show. If that. Well, actually, at, I don't think so. Yeah, at most, because these things did come out. A lot of these. Not, not yeah, that yeah. Not that tape. Yeah. No, I'm saying now in, in the current environment where now people are starting to pay consequences. Well, that's interesting. That's interesting because I've, I've given that some thought because Trump had been accused of a lot of things prior to running for president oh, last of course, year. Yeah. And all of it was swept under the rug for the most part by society. All or, of these people. Yeah. But that tape was so it, it wasn't yeah. like. Woman reports, Bob, no, no. and you know it was, it was him. <laughs> it was him talking. Yeah, he said yeah. that he just walks up to women and grabs them in the genitals. That the the big difference, of course, being like that. That's the easiest. If he wanted to, you say like I was obviously kidding. But here's the thing: if he wasn't running for president, yeah, my, I suspect he would have been fried because. The the right hates these sort of thing just as much as the left does. Like this mm. knows no partisanship. Everyone hates a guy who who does this sort of thing. You know, um, I mean? you know though, uh, like I've seen a lot of cases where uh, these ev- evangelicals they come out. In many cases, they got uh, prostitutes. In many cases, they abused, and then they they plead forgiveness to the Lord, and then they are welcomed back in. Certainly there are, I've given this a lot of thought, that you have Woody Allen, you have, yeah. you have a lot of definite people who have, who have been apologized for yeah. in both liberal oh, camps and conservative yeah. camps. In different ways. In the, and, well, yeah. case in point, actually, Seattle, the Seattle mayor, right. who was a, uh, found to have had sex with a teenager. With minors, right? Yeah. Uh, like years ago or something. Yeah. I have liberal friends who were totally defending him. Really? Yeah. And I was like, are you kidding me? But like depending on what grounds? Because cuz he's gay, one. So there what? was Well, so How so they're that? like Yeah, right. It, it's that's what I'm saying. It's part the partisan apology knows no left or right boundary. It, it's it's on both sides. So my point is is that if Donald Trump wasn't a Republican nominate nominee, you know, especially for president, my god. 
I, I suspect that when that video came out, that there would have been like Weinstein, like a 5% Weinstein reaction that could have actually resulted in Trump losing um, actual like media power. Because media that, power, yes. And, and maybe even like the end of his, uh, of his uh, whatever sort of sliver of career he had prior to, you know. I mean, I think what, what might have been affected, but I don't know if it would have because then in the, in the end it wasn't. Like you would think that no one would now still have a Trump hotel or a Trump plaza. But that's a, a whole, but, but because he was attached to half of the country's uh, dogma and reason for living, then your brain ends up switching everything around and you make apologies. Just like I saw liberals in Seattle making a, I don't actually know the details of the Seattle mayor. And I, I just know that my impression was he, if he was a Republican, the liberals would have no problem frying him on the spit. You know what I mean? But because he was uh, a liberal, they somehow were like, you know, can't we forgive him and stuff? And I'm just like, look, either either let's not worry about politicians' sexual activity, which I would actually just prefer. Let's just let's just have them do their jobs. You know, if I have a plumber who had an indiscretion 20 years ago, I don't freaking care. Just just do your job. Uh, but, 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 but what if the indiscretion? was a rape <laughs> then you do care well right? <laughs> i don't i don't i don't care because it a lot of people have a lot of past so let's just put it that then way why, why do we care about weinstein then well i care about weinstein because he's a criminal and he needs to be prosecuted by, by oh you're saying if this person served their time yeah if someone if someone did if a plumber but this when is a plumber these comes politicians to the house, have not served their time so so fine yeah but with politicians in general, the amount that the average American knows about the actual day-to-day work that we elect them to do is nothing compared to the amount of information we have about their personal lives and the amount of information we know about their random statements that might have nothing to do with their actual decisions that actually impact your life. Right. And so I would like to go back to a time when we just didn't know that much about politicians' personal lives, and we thought more about how they voted, policies, blah, blah, blah. I think you run the risk of people saying, I'd like to go back to a time when Hollywood just did great movies and no. didn't have to know so much about their personal lives. No, Fry, everyone, sexual harassment and rape needs to stop, and by all means, raise awareness about it. So and even by- if they're politicians, we should know, right? If they are currently in the midst of a criminal sort of situation, for well, sure. But Harvey Weinstein wasn't currently in the midst of a, you know. So, so let me clarify, yeah. uh, based on your prediction that I'm going to get hate mail. <laughs> when, if anybody, politician or plumber, commits a crime, they, that needs to be publicized and they need to be yes. prosecuted. They need to stop. Yes. If someone has done something in the past that is interesting to us as... Well, if it's salacious, now I'm agreeing with you. Right. If it's just like, do you know he cheated on his wife t- 10 years ago? I'm like, I don't yeah, really care. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. So yes. it's all that kind of stuff. The point is, is that um, I don't... Anyway, so who else in the media recently in the last year have we you know, seen come out as being a sexual harasser? So Kevin Spacey. 
Yeah. What 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 do we know about his behavior? Man, this one this one was so tragic for me in that I thought the world of Kevin Spacey. Yeah. I've never understood this Spacey worship. Uh we we had uh um we have mutual friends who are like totally obsessed and have huge crushes on on Kevin Spacey and I, and I've always just been like, yeah, I mean he's a good actor, but I, I just I've seen him in so many roles that blew me away, like his role in Seven or in Glengarry, Glen Ross, or uh, certainly in the first two seasons of of, Net, of the House of Cards. Yeah. Uh, and so when I when I think of Kevin Spacey, I've always thought, oh, one of the best, the best, some of the best to have played the game. Oh. And I always imagined he was this like cultured, super nice guy. That's <laughs> what I always imagined. And so when the first allegation came out from the rent guy, I was totally shocked. Is and, that Anthony Rapp? Yeah, that guy. Yeah. I was totally shocked. And at the same time, I was like, well, do we know the whole story? Because then Kevin Spacey came out and he's like, this is horrible. If, if that actually happened, I can't believe it. And I'm so sorry. So I was part of me really wanted to believe him and be like, yeah, maybe that's maybe there's more to the story. I don't know. Total benefit of the doubt. And then more stuff started coming out, and then more stuff, and then recent and then more stuff. stuff, like stuff that's happening. Yeah, like, like, like in 2016 yeah. and 20. So then I was like, "Oh shit!" And then all the the cast and crew from House of Cards, tons of stories about. I was like, "Oh no, this is serious." Yeah. But then, then I got sad again because what came out from his brother? Did you see that? His brother uh, came out and said that he, the brother, was terribly abused heavily heavily abused by his father and that he tried to protect his brother and sister i believe and but he's not sure he was able to always protect them so he doesn't know the extent to which kevin spacey might have probably been also abused by his father interesting it's it's a depressing story yeah so anthony rapp said that kevin spacey was drunk and jumped on him and tried to have sex with him back in 1986 when anthony rapp was just 14 and Kevin Spacey would have been like in his 30s or something. Yeah. Kevin Spacey responded to the allegations against him on Twitter saying, I'm beyond horrified to hear the story. I owe him the sincerest apology for what would have been deeply inappropriate drunken behavior. I choose, and then he kind of goes on and says, I choose now to live as a gay man, which was, and I remember the first time I read his response, I was like, I was like, Oh, interesting. Like, the gay man bit threw me for a second. Yeah. Like it started out, I was like, oh, he's basically saying, I don't remember this happening, but I'm not denying it because I'm gay. It kind of, <laughs> well, what he's saying is it kind of sounds like me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. He's like, I, that he, he, he wasn't like, oh my God, it's completely ridiculous. Right. I would never do that. He was like, I don't remember that. It was 30 years ago, but, and I'm really sorry if that happened. And by the way, I'm gay. And I remember like, oh, oh, he's coming out of the closet. That's interesting. Dan Savage comes out and says, nope to Kevin Kevin Spacey's statement. Nope. There's no amount of drunk or closeted that excuses or explains away assaulting a 14-year-old child. And when I saw that, I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. Of course. That's that. Why would I why would I let him off the hook just for coming out as gay? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do know what you mean. Now, I've heard something that I have no direct knowledge of, but uh, I had heard that um, because traditionally of the stigma of being gay and coming out and all these things that there were often situations where older 
gay males would sort of take under their wing younger gay males to yeah. try to like bring them in and, and things like that. Um, so I, I wonder if a 26-year-old gay Kevin Spacey with a deeply troubled past apparently uh, was in fact confused and thought that he was just partying a little too hard. Uh, completely different phenomenon, right? The A, a 40-year-old gay man who takes a 20-year-old gay man under his wing, so to speak, yeah. is a far... And they have sober conversations and and there's a lead-up and a yeah, blah, yeah. blah, blah. That's a, that's a very different phenomenon than jumping on a boy. On a 14-year-old boy. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then the other one is, um, it turns out... And I'm guessing, just a side yeah, note, yeah. that Anthony Rapp, if you really heard his whole story, my guess is, is you wouldn't hear like... Oh yeah, he was drunk and he just sort of pushed me down and it was, you know, I was just like, I'm guessing he was, I, I'm guessing that, um, well, it left him traumatized. Yeah. Clearly. I'm guessing that Spacey, what, there was more details to that whole situation and the vibe of it yeah. that made Anthony Rapp feel yes, that's like, uh, like terrified. That's yeah. a good point. And, and then, and then actually with all the stories that have come out, this wasn't an isolated incident. Right. He's generally bullyish. Yeah. And it's same, same with Weinstein, right? You have these people who get off on abusing other people in addition yep. to sexually. One one of the things that we've talked about before is, I wonder if things could be different for some of these people if as they're coming up, they are not only uh, allowed but encouraged to talk about their feelings, even feelings that sound bad. Yeah. Like, if they were allowed to say, you know, I'm sort of attracted to younger people. I'm sort of attracted to men. I'm sort of this. I'm sort of that. Well, I, that's I different sort of than sadistic this. sadistic feelings. I sort of have... Okay, so that. So I, no, all I, of it. Yeah. All I, of it. Well, all, think about all of gay. It, but, but like, specifically... People weren't allowed to talk about being right, gay. But, but, spe- but specifically to this episode's topic of, yeah. of sexual sadism, essentially. Yeah, yeah. The, the problem is, is that typically sexual sadists do not have empathy enough to say i want to change this you know what i mean they don't have enough they don't have enough empathy for other human beings to to say like i don't want to do this to people and that's that's fair but just in the same way as it is irrelevant to the system your level of empathy when they teach you the things that will get you in trouble driving yeah, yeah. they just tell you yeah you can't do this right. So imagine that it's a but it's a but there's such an inner drive, yeah. right? There's such a there's such an inner drive to satisfy this urge oh, that that yeah. it would be a it would be a tall order to uh, now. That, that, might that, you that, invite some people who are like, you know what? I know I have this strong urge, but I would rather not go to jail. So so but so in that way, I would say. Absolutely. I've talked about this in other episodes before that we need to have a, a different stigma around this and we have we need to have more services and more inviting and for sure. But I'm guessing that even if we were perfect in that way, there would still be a, a fair amount of sadists and sexual sadists that would just be like, well, uh, but I don't I like the way I am. You know, I, I, I like my pleasure zones. Yeah. I, I don't want to give that up. You know? uh, yeah. And, and maybe it's not a winnable battle for, for everyone or maybe even a sad majority. But but I do wonder if you if you start the conversations young enough to where you haven't actually formed opinions like 
but I like being a sadist. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll even take it back further and say, wouldn't it be nice if we helped parents who were abusing these kids in the first right. place? Imagine, I mean, this seems so radical and so foreign. Imagine if a parent was allowed to come and say, hey, uh, my child is being abused by my husband. Or even by me, right? That, that would be the extreme extreme. Yeah. And that that didn't necessarily immediately mean like what it currently means. Well, what it what you think it means. What I think it what means. What you think it means is your kids get taken away. Yeah. But actually that would never happen. Yeah. If a parent came forward and said that, CPS would be like, wow, good, great. Let's let's work on that. And <laughs> and we will protect you because yeah. you are coming forward. Yeah. Let's help. But I this think out. people don't know that. Of course they don't, because there's this very <sighs> yeah. This is very there's a huge misunderstanding. There in in most cases in my world as therapists, we are actually ups- we're mostly upset when about CPS because they don't take kids away. That, I see. That's the problem. In fact, yeah. I did a whole episode on this about CPS in which this kid ended up dying, uh, and that was because CPS was too slow. Now, the reason why CPS is slow is because they don't have the funds to actually pay for all these kids to go to foster care or hmm. somewhere else, and so it's a matter of money as a thing. Wow. Um, but anyway, and, and that's a matter of voters and taxpayers and political action to fund these sorts of things. Well, but anyway, my, my, um, my point here is that um, one of the biggest things, and it's proven in the data, that we can do as a society to improve on many of these ills, including raising Weinstein's and Kevin Spacey's, is to provide services to families to help them with – with parenting, with yeah. with eating, with you know chores, with yeah. childcare, with it, it, when you provide those services and you and you do these longitudinal studies, you see results in right. in less sadism, less less depression, less anxiety, better uh, less dropout, you know, uh, less substance use, you know, all those things. Yeah, because there's so many parents out there that. It, you know, the the average abusive parent, if they had someone that they could trust that was helping them in a very real way, yeah, it's not like they're going to be like, hey, get out of my way. I want to abuse my kids. What What would happen is they would be like, oh, thank God I have some help. And they'll just be less abusive because they're less stressed out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or they'll be a little bit better behaved because there's a social worker around or they'll be like, could you just take my kids away? Cause I'm really, and they take the, you know, there's so many benefits to having these services for families. And some of the services actually aren't even that expensive. Like you just have a parenting, like a five, a five hour parenting class over five weeks Mm -hmm. with a particular community. And they, and they find that, and they and they follow up twenty years later, and they find that there's all these huge effects. Anyway, yeah, I just right. want to highlight. Uh, getting back to Kevin Spacey, he's been, yeah, uh, House of Cards has been canceled, and to me, good riddance. I think you agree. The, the well, fir- no, I don't. Oh, like think about all the cast and crew, including her. Oh, well, but in terms of me, as uh, like, just as a watcher, yeah, like as a, as a watcher, sure, I'm like, yeah, no, I, I, I like that show was the first two seasons were unbelievable. I would say like the first season and a half. Um, the first season was amazing. I'll, I'll I like the yeah, I like the first. After season. that, I was just like, man, this is just gone complete. It was I could tell the writers were like, we have to go into their relationship more. Yeah. And to me, like 
That was never the excitement of that show. The excitement was this guy who is, you know, it, it, the first season was believable. Let's just put it that yeah. way. And he was an interesting character and he talked to the camera and he's like, and then he would slowly weasel his way yep. and he didn't have power too. He was like, right. he was just a nut. He was a powerful Senator or representative, but he didn't have like told, he had to bow down to certain Yeah, He people. wasn't ultra rich. Yeah. He didn't have absolute power. in the and, Senate. And, and so, and they had these, you know, these interesting scenes where they're, you know, on the rowing machine and, you know, him and uh, Robin yeah. Wright Penn would be like, smoking cigarettes and you know there's all these like really interesting and he still seemed like a like a human being yeah. back then and then after a while they both turned into like these complete psychopath the, yeah these just crazy people yeah. you know and so i i just felt like they they got I, it happens all the time with some of these writers i feel like they fall in love with their it's like they 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 crawl up their own asses or something you know what i mean they just like like <laughs> they 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 get so disconnected with what is the the core entertainment value. To, to be fair, though, uh, and maybe they should just say, no, I won't do it past two seasons or something. When you're asked, like, look, we'll just give you more money, but you need to write, like, more and more seasons, and the material doesn't lend itself, then it's just like, you're like, I don't know, I'm not, fine, uh, we'll go to war with Russia or something, you know? Right, yeah, or focus on another character, like with yeah. Fargo, for instance, you know? That, that show is... I don't watch it. Oh, it's so good. Is it? Each each season is a completely different set of people that okay. they are sort of related, and it's like then you know you're free to like start like, over. Like the wire was uh, similar. Like each totally. season focused on a different aspect. Right. It's like yeah. the first season was all about McNulty. Yeah, and, and the second kids. and and the second season had M- McNulty in. was like a was <laughs> barely in it. I just remember yeah. like be like whoa. Yeah. You know McNulty was the hero, and they just second season like no we're yeah. you know we're we're. If we focus on McNulty, we're going to run out of shit to talk about. Right, right. And, and anyway, um, so let's take a break. We get back. Let's uh, wrap it up by talking about uh, this other patron email and a few other people who have gotten in trouble. What do you say, Berto? Yeah. All right, we're back from the break. Boy, this episode is really becoming an epic episode. Um, so just to rattle through here, we got Bill O'Reilly, Fox News. Fox paid five different women millions of dollars to to be quiet about the sexual harassment from Bill O'Reilly. And then it became public, and then he was forced to resign. It's, I want to point out, I'm pretty sure that uh, Fox didn't fire him when they thought they could get away with it, but when it became public, then... Right, and as far as I understand, he's now coming back with a huge contract. Yeah. So Roger Ailes, the CEO of Fox News, uh, became CEO when Fox News and Fox, the channel, became uh, invented in 1996. He was accused of sexual harassment, and he resigned last year, and then he died one year later. We got Bill Cosby and all that kind of jazz. And we have Ben Affleck, uh, who was actually really close to Weinstein in a lot of ways. He, he's trying to avoid a similar scandal because I think he's like looking at his past and he's like, man, I could get in the crosshairs pretty soon myself. And he's trying to come out ahead of it by tweeting and talking. And he's saying, I've been looking at my own behavior and addressing that and making sure I'm part of the solution. Yeah, but he's not. He, I think the problem with him was more that some people like what's her name felt that he hadn't done enough because he knew about some of these stories. Well, uh, no, I think I, 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 I'm interpreting and maybe I'm wrong, but my interpretation of it was 
he's looking back at his life and he's like, there's a good chance that I could be next in line on this, on this string of, you know, the Kevin Spacey Weinstein thing, because he's well known. He's one of those guys where rumors follow him around where he is a groper. And, and, and so, and then, um, see Hillary Burton her, Hillary Bur- Burton came out and said that he he groped her breast and then Ben Affleck tweeted but, okay but that's that's an example of like I'm I'm not denying she felt groped and abused and and stuff like that but it's like do I imagine that at Hollywood parties with top Hollywood actors with lots of alcohol and drugs flowing that was not where it was it was were groped it was in the it's interesting you're going there with your head. Again, this is that wishful thinking that keeps the status quo. Be open to the experience. That we're again, you know, at the very least, in your mind, go like, well, I don't know the answer to that. Well, I guess I would say what I what I would go with that would be like. Then I would expect thousands of stories for you know thousands of people. Well, what does it matter if Ben Affleck did it to one person? That you but know, you were gonna about you were about to correct me about the scenario. I don't I don't know actually know the scenario. From my memory, it was it was as they were heading out to at an Oscar or one of those award shows as they walk out onto the stage or something, and he actually just grabbed her. He just grabbed okay, her. That boot. sounds way different. He doesn't even know her. You okay. know what I mean? And and so that kind of stuff. I, I don't know the details. Uh, Casey Affleck. In twenty, which, is, which by the way, and I don't know if you've seen this, but I've certainly seen this. Um, the the woman that walks up to another woman and says, "Oh my gosh, I love these," and grabs them. That's not okay. I I agree, but that seems to happen quite a bit. <laughs> like I've seen it in multiple times in my life, and I don't go to crazy parties all the time. <laughs> Uh, okay, I'm just going to move on. Casey Affleck, 2010, two women who had been working on I'm Still There, that, that infamous movie. They filed sexual harassment suits against Casey Affleck. One of the women claimed that Casey Affleck crawled into bed with her without consent while she was sleeping, which is super creepy. Casey Affleck was sued for over $4 million, and both cases were settled out of court for an undisclosed amount. Louis C.K., uh, just today, People have come forward. Five people have come forward. But that that I've heard about that for a while. Right. I don't understand why the same stories all of a sudden are news. <laughs> right. But it. But I do understand, and it's good that it's finally like now sticking. Right. And that's another disappointing one. Like I, I really like that guy. Yeah. Um. So Jennifer Lawrence and some other people are trying to get together to call for an oversight committee in Hollywood to mm-hmm. to oversee this sort of thing. And I think that's great, but I don't think it's going to do enough because, again, we have a society that victim blames and we have a, a, a paternalistic agenda. You know, that little bit that you had in your head, I just want to point yeah. that out, of when I said Ben Affleck, blah, 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 that, that resistance that you felt in your head, times that times 100, and that's like the rest of the country. You know, you're sure. open to it because you're enlightened, but the rest of the, most people are not. You know, most people right. are just, most people, their knee-jerk reaction is like, no, come on. Well, but actually, Ben Affleck is hot, and I'm sure you're at a party, and I'm sure, you know, that everything wait, wait, but, that But you, I wasn't, and I, I do agree with that point, but I wasn't actually saying that. What I was saying is, if, if Ben Affleck has been, I was wrong about the scenario. The scenario I had in my head was such that then I would imagine tons of guys getting in trouble. And and probably girls too, like for groping at parties. That's what I was imagining, right? Not, but, not, but that's but that's that's part of the whole thing of yeah. just like you in your head. Instead of just being objective and being like, "Huh, 
I don't know the details. Who knows? Yeah. It, instead of being like that, you're you're instantly skeptical of the of the account. You know, you're like, well, come on. No, I, I didn't doubt it. I, I was more like, yep, I'm sure he did that. And I and unfortunately, I'm sure dozens of other guys did similar things. Right. So there's this other thing that came out where they actually had a video of him groping someone, and then people were putting that up, and then the woman actually came forward and said, yeah, no, it was it was fine. She she was like she was like. He wasn't abusing. Yes, he did grab me in that video, but, but it was a skit. It, it was what a skit. It it's was like, a, they did they did. It was a running joke between the two of them. Well, what her main point was, it was consensual. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was it. Yes, he did that. Yes, that's a video. But it and yes, it looks like he's groping me. But it was it, I was fine with it. Was a thing. Okay. So again, it's our fault for continuing to be puritanical and shaming about sex. So, and it's, all, it's our fault for perpetuating paternalistic ideas about women. As I've been saying before, if, if these women had been, had been shot with a gun or stabbed with a knife or something, these women would, would feel a lot more safe to come forward. There's, there's just a whole different reaction in our society when it comes to this sort of thing. I, I, that one, I say, like, you know, considering how many women don't come forward that they're being physically abused in a relationship... I don't know. I still don't know if that's, it, if it's that's right. It's perhaps not as as readily to come forward as as is what we would like, but but much more likely to come forward. Mm. Um, you know, there was that whole case of that guy on that what's that British TV show about cars and stuff and yeah, and what's his face like Top Gear punched the producer. That that whole thing was instantly talked about and. Yeah. And most people supported him, and he's got another show that supposedly right. was doing better than the other show. Right. So, so I'm, I'm not saying I'm, which is a counterexample to your point. <laughs> no, no, it's not. My point is, is that instantly it was made known. That's the point. Is that victims being punched in the face do not? They're not afraid to step forward as much as if they were raped or sexually assaulted. Right. Um, also, we continue to blame the victim. Uh, Donna Karen, a friend of Weinstein, she implied that the women in Hollywood put themselves in this position to be sexually harassed or assaulted because of the way they dress. Yeah. A woman in 2017 in America said that the Weinstein victims were assaulted because of the way they dress. Now, she came out later and apologized for it, but she basically, she, she let that right. out of her mouth on, on like a TV show or something. This Alex, is why we can't have nice things, yeah. because that's the kind of argument that you would see someone saying, that's why I need you to wear a full body burqa, because yeah. we can't trust you around men. Alec Baldwin, he said, you know, as you were talking about earlier, that Rose McGowan delayed justice when she settled her case with him, and Rose McGowan called Alec Baldwin a wee little baby man on Twitter. What? Okay, that's it. <laughs> um, some of the Rose McGowan tweets are a little odd, but uh, anyway. Um so, you know, just, just another example that I thought up off the top of my head in terms of evidence as to why our society is so screwed up about sex is the, TV, the movie rating system. You have a movie like Taken or Captain Phillips in which there's, there's people shooting people with guns. The whole idea of Taken is a, is a father who decides to go kill a bunch of people yeah, and proceeds to do that. And there's, you know, there's, there's bullets, there's there's, you know, Massive Violence rated PG-13. Taken and Captain Phillips are rated PG-13. Rushmore rated R. 
Wait, why? Because there's brief nudity in Rushmore. What? Wait, wait I don't even remember the brief nudity. That's crazy. Rushmore rated R, taken PG-13. Uh, a oh movie Blue Valentine with, with uh, Michelle Williams and, and um, what's-his-face. Uh, there's a minor sex scene. Uh-huh. It's basically a, a movie, a wonderful movie about, I think Patron Noel asked us to talk about this. Wonderful movie about um, uh, God. What's his name from from <laughs> La La Land? Oh, uh, Ryan Gosling. Yeah, Ryan Gosling and Michelle Williams. They they basically fall in love and then they skip forward in time and their marriage is starting to fall apart I essentially. See. And that's all it is, you know. Just a, there's just, a little bit of sex in and, there, and there's a little there's a there's a minor sex scene, <laughs> and it was NC seventeen. Wow. And they changed, and actually Weinstein, Harvey Weinstein, fought and reduced it to R. Mm. So if that doesn't show you how stupid we are about, you you have movies where thousands of people are dying violently. That's okay for, you know, a 13-year-old to watch. Yeah. You have a movie where there's there's brief nudity in Rushmore. Oh, no, 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 no. You got to be 17 to watch that. Yeah. Uh, I think that says all I said. Okay. So I'm going to end here with an email from another, from another listener here. And this is, this is rough. So get ready. Trigger alert. Yeah. And I want to say that I Googled her, her story cause it's in the news and confirmed it. <laughs> so as I tell the story, you're going to be like, uh, what? And th- oh this is in the news. Okay. Recently, I went through a major traumatic experience involving a therapist I was seeing. He sexually assaulted me. He threatened me and manipulated me, and I was terrified of him, so I didn't report him. I didn't know what to do. He ended up assaulting me nine times. Jesus. I became suicidal and went to a crisis center, and they finally convinced me to report him. So again, I just want to pause. If she had a therapist who had punched her in the face every time they met, I just want to say there's a greater chance that she would have reported That's a fair point. Yeah. I became suicidal, and when I went to a crisis center, they finally convinced me to report him. He, He was arrested by the police. When they asked him why he did it, he said, because I could. He was going to be arraigned on several felonies. The day before the arraignment, he killed himself. What? Um, wow. <clears throat> yeah. And there's so many details I want to tell about this story, but I don't want to reveal the, sure. the person. I feel somewhat responsible because I reported him. After his suicide, his family told me he had assaulted many of his clients, but no one ever reported him. What? How did the family know? That is a very good <clears throat> question. That's Maybe crazy. like in the investigation. I see My life has been consumed by this, and I was diagnosed with PTSD. I would like to live my life without the constant intrusive thoughts. Before all this, I was mostly happy with my life. I am not sure what would help me at this point. It has been a number of months, and it still consumes my thoughts every day. I have a therapist, but it's been a very slow process. I listened to one of your podcasts that was related to my situation, and it helped me. I'm glad that people are talking about it. When you go through a trauma like this, 
you feel like you're all alone. Any thoughts, Berto? That is... Imagine you're going somewhere to get over things that are troubles in your life. Like I'm imagining, you know, I went to my therapist and I come in, I'm like, you know, I had a panic attack I, and then things start coming out. You know, I was abused as a child. And as we're going through this, my therapist starts sexually abusing me. Yeah. That is, it's like, it literally, literally is like going to the fire department that your house is on fire and they pour gasoline and light you up. Yeah. That is so insane. Yeah. I feel so bad for this person. Yeah. It's depressing. It's the sort of thing it is much more common than I thought it was. Before before I had the podcast, I I didn't hear about these stories. Yeah. And I become a, a bit of a lightning rod for these stories and and you know, I don't know the prevalence but in terms of like the exact prevalence, but I have looked into some of the research. But anyway, the the point is, is that this sort of behavior is not, you're not alone listener. The, as you listen to other podcasts, you know, there are other therapists who are doing horrible things to their clients and it's awful. Yeah. What I'll say to you listener is you're on the right path. You're going to therapy you're talking about it. It takes time to recover. Um, and you seem to be on the right path. But make sure that your therapist is qualified to treat PTSD because not all therapists are. It's actually a very specific... To treat trauma, it's a very specific skill mm. that some therapists think they know when they don't know. Like in the be- beginning of my career, I thought I knew how to treat trauma. Mm. And I treated... I quote-unquote treated people for trauma, but I sure. didn't actually know what I was doing it and I actually harmed people in the process. Yikes. The last thing I'll tell you listeners to not beat yourself up. You did the right thing. He was a criminal yeah. and, and he needed to be stopped. Yep. And you did not cause his death. He caused his death. He committed suit. He killed himself. He put himself in that position. Yep. He could have not put himself in that position. And also, it's quite possible that he had been suicidal for a long time. It's like the guy from Enron that killed himself. You know, if you watch the smartest guys in the room and they... At, it's like, oh, did he kill him? Is it the fault of the people that finally started investigating all the wrongdoings of that company right. that he killed himself? Right. <laughs> now, it's a traumatic event to suddenly realize that someone had killed themselves that, that you know, even if you don't like that person. Right. There's just something very abrupt about about death occurring yeah. so quickly that rocks us to our core. So there's nothing strange about you being rocked to your core but for you to beat yourself up or to think that you're responsible or or something like that is is uh i just want to tell you and i'm sure you know this that that is not justified yeah Uh, it's it's normal to have those feelings but but that is not fair to you at all you were a victim of something uh, you were a victim of a of a of a criminal who was very good at committing crimes right he was very good at doing it, had done it to a lot of people. He was very good about getting away with it. He knew how to scare people to the extent that they would be, they would rather just sweep it under the rug because, you know, and there's a lot of crimes like that. Yeah. And honestly, if someone walked up to me and said, you know, and like pointed a gun at me and said, like, give me your car. I know where you live. I'm going to kill you if you, if you call the cops. 
I can't tell you if I wouldn't not right. call the cop. You know, like there's a chance I'll be like, um, you get scared. <laughs> uh, well, it's, it's just a car. You know what I mean? The, the perennial example are mob mob outfits that right. that extort people for money. Right. So this therapist, it sounds like he threatened you and and made you very afraid. And yeah. so it's totally, you know, the situation is screwed. You know, it's just like. When a, when a criminal like this puts you in the crosshairs, there's no good answer. And anyone outside of, you know, if you've never been victimized in this way and you're just like, well, why don't you just report it? It's like you don't have any idea what it's like. Well, I can't believe this listener's bravery in actually reporting. Yeah, I know. It's great. That's incredible. Yeah. And I can't tell you that I'm sorry that he killed himself, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm not... Uh, he obviously was very busted up about this and yeah. decided to end his life. And, you know, I'm not saying that the world isn't uh, a worse off, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so what's the bottom line, Berto, about this epic episode? Epic episode. Well, um, it is it is a very interesting time we're living in when all of a sudden closets of skeletons are being opened and skeletons are falling out. And people are pointing fingers, and and people are starting to feel the repercussions. Yeah, and it's sort of like a, what would they, they call the Arab Spring when people voted, and it, this is sort of like a, a abuse spring or something. <laughs> but anyways, I, I think that's really positive. Um, I am hoping that at the same time we don't see a lot of uh, cash grabs uh, attempts by people because you know. I could also see people starting to like the whole, oh, yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah, I got abused too. Yeah, yeah, I need some money, you know, because that's just going to pollute and make it harder to discern who are the real victims and yeah, all those things. That is very rare, actually. It happens for sure, but it's it's very rare that someone will come forward in that way. There's so many other ways to scam money sure, sure. That, that don't involve the consequences right. of of all that so well so i i just i hope that people keep getting encouraged to come out and 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 if there are currently people abusing their power in such a way i hope they get scared of doing it and yeah. stop yeah well that does it for that episode of psychology in seattle thanks for joining us please take care of yourself because you deserve it